It's just feelings all day. Hello, welcome <laughs> to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to the Monday Night Showdown uh, with uh, our hosts, Nathan and Dan. It, today is James's time to tag out. Uh, most people don't know that actually what we've been mainly doing is, uh, uh, I think it's called crypto mining. Uh, but all three of my co-hosts thought that actually that required them to go outside and just start digging holes, which is where James is right now. Not not helpful. Uh, but it's nice that you two have returned from the cold. Dan, how are you? You well? Good. Uh, I would have really appreciated the mining information before I started digging. Obviously, I wasn't given a shovel. And uh, Vancouver, it seems, was built built on a layer. Um, of just some kind of rubbish. So I hit like a, just a, a thick layer of broken glass, spent needles and rusty nails. Uh, fortunately, uh, it just meant that I got to go and get a ton of tetanus shots, just all of the tetanus shots. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Nathan Prescott, how are you? Hello. Uh, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Very short show fit. short show if we go along with that you've you been up to much uh just some working stuff digging holes for looking for cryptos whatever that is and, <laughs> yeah Perfect. i hope it's labeled the cryptos mm. yeah yeah they're labeled don't worry you just dig a couple of holes and they'll be like oh there's the cryptos labeled the cryptos uh, you weren't here last week. You you've had a lot of work on. That's okay. Which I mean, I guess means you haven't yeah. had any time to do any hobby. Is that right? No, uh, not really. I've I've managed to do a little bit. Um, on the weekend, I managed to finish my gargant. Wow! So, because someone asked the percentage of the gargant, so does that mean one hundred percent on the gargant? Uh, well, yeah, I've just got to put some sand and grass and snow and a few rocks on the base, but yeah, yeah, the Gargant himself is 100% done. How do you, how do you feel about it now it's done? That's good. Yeah, very good. Uh, so now I've got a, another little ale guzzler to do and then, yeah, then that's all of my Gargant's done. Wow, that's very impressive. How are you feeling? Um, I don't know. You weren't here last week, so you might not have heard, but um, eight Gobbapaloozas, I think, are on your way. Uh, <laughs> or something. Like... Uh, I thought I'd foiled a lot of them. Damn it. No, you can't foil the, messaging can't foil the me tweet like, chat. <laughs> where can I send it? I was like, no, it's all right. They were only joking. Don't send them. Shut. So some of sneak, sneaking around the back. Yep. I think as I learnt at Crim Bobo one year, never challenge the chat because I think I made some stupid challenge, and that if they did it, I'd drink a Foster's, and then I ended up drinking a Foster's not too long after that, and I have learnt my lesson very quickly there. Never mess with the Twitch chat. That's the kind of key uh, point. Uh, okay, Dan, have you been able to get any hobby done? I know you've been working a lot recently. Uh, yeah, I actually, I have. Um, I've been working on two little bits and pieces. One is Cursed City. Okay. And uh, um, I was blessed, lucky enough to get one of those. So I'm working my way through that, which is, it is genuinely, I, I, I know a lot of people missed out, but I'm really enjoying the models. I really, really hope that even if the, the box doesn't come back, they re release the models down the line because they're gorgeous. Um, so working on the models there. And the other thing I did was possibly the most hilariously frustrating thing I've ever done in all of my experience of doing war dollies. I, so when I left Australia, I 
uh, put all of my stuff in boxes and in storage. And I realized there's just one small Chinese takeout container of stuff that I need. I really, really need to finish this converted undead elf army that I'm doing. Mm. And so, uh, bless her, my badass mother, uh, who, like, when I say that she's badass, rides a motorbike, wears leather, had all of her makeup tattooed on because she got bored of putting it on and wanted to sleep more. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's the level of badass. Like, I will never be cooler than my mum. And I've just accepted that. Like, I've accepted that, that in the grand hierarchy of things, there's my mum, there's, like, a big gap, and then there's myself. Like I, I barely hit the screen. Anyway, so she she wrote out there to to and I she, I was talking to her and she was like, oh, I'll find it for you. I'm like, ah, this seems like a recipe for disaster. So the way it went was her looking through this box with a phone and the camera and like shine it, like putting the camera on things and being like, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? While never getting things properly in the frame. So I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, I think. A little bit to the left, a little bit to the left. And then she'd go like way off. And I'm like, no, nope, you're on the concrete. You're on the concrete. And then she'd come back. I'd be like, no, now see that? Go, it's down, for, down, go down. She'd be like, what about that? I'm like, oh my God. So that was that was half an hour. Uh, that ended up me just being like, cool. I think I just somehow need to get back to Australia and get this because it's <laughs> never going to work this way. So I sent her a bottle of gin and I was like, thank you for your efforts. And I'm just like, did I help? I'm like, absolutely. Just definitely helped. Just confirmed yeah. that I need to somehow breach quarantine restrictions to get over there and find it myself. You emotionally uh, so, helped is what she did. Yeah, absolutely. She was fantastic. Uh, so yeah, so that was that one side of things, the Cursed City stuff, really satisfying. The other side of things, like trying to go through boxes of Warhammer in a storage shed by proxy that's barely pointing the camera in the wrong direction. Uh, just the the other side of good war dolly stuff. What about yourself? You're holding a, a paintbrush or some kind of uh, lip filler collagen there. Uh, I, I take it that you've either gotten some work done or you've been doing some work. I forgot. Like I just have a paintbrush on me at all times now, like a builder and a tape measure. Yeah, I'm just I'm just like oh, a paintbrush. This is so interesting. I've been working on these uh, these hooses is what I've been doing, which has been really fun. Uh, I built um I built <laughs> built <laughs> pressed go on the machine. Uh, like like same way that you cook in a microwave is what I did. Is uh, I cooked uh, a coliseum, which is really exciting, which I'm going to be putting some gargants in on our beasts board because one of the theme boards is beasts. But I've been really good. Thank you very much. Uh, I've been prepping. Um, it's not a riding crop, no. Uh, I have been prepping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been prepping for tomorrow, uh, where we're going to start announcing all events uh, that we're going to sell tickets for at the TSN Arena. Uh, so that's what I've been prepping for. That's some of the work I've been doing today, um, the printing, and also the Super Series returning uh, as mm. well. So, uh, and we're going to announce the dates for those sometime soon, next couple of days as well, which is cool. Very much looking forward to that. So uh, that's mainly all the work I've been doing, which has been fun, as well as painting, glorious painting of terrain. I'll never stop. Today's show, everyone, is we're going to be going through the news because there's some great news and there's some interesting news uh, and there's also some bad news. There's no real bad news. Uh, and then uh, we're going to be looking at some of the stuff from Broken Realms, Bellacor. Thanks for asking, by the way, Dan. Um, but like, I think maybe one of the top pieces of news we should probably cut to really quickly is, Nathan, I don't know if you know, but you were the subject of internet debate on Wednesday last week. Uh, yeah, on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, what? on uh, agreed. You came up uh, in a public forum uh, on uh, Warhammer Weekly uh, as a meta breaker. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of this or if you know what this is. Mm. No. What's going on? Okay. Uh, uh, is that that Vince guy? Yeah. Yeah, it's that Vince guy and that JP yeah. guy. Yeah, who loves the Gobblepalooza cool. like yeah. you love the Gobblepalooza. 
Yeah, great guys. Yes, <laughs> great guys. Uh, <laughs> is, this, uh, so... is this possibly because Nathan is just so good at breaking things in general, like you know, like dropping his army of spiders and doing all of this? They maybe just put the wrong word in there, and they just meant that he he just breaks things, <laughs> like bases on his mushrooms and things. They they just got confused a little bit. Yeah, uh, just kind of models. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just gonna remember uh, when the Mongol was really good. Do I <laughs> remember when that was really good? So that Mongol, it was yeah. really, really good. I was, yeah, minus two to hit, and so like stop grots hitting things. <laughs> I was playing a guy with a Mongol, and I broke it. Really? <laughs> oh, that's the answer. Really right? bad. <laughs> don't beat really, the player really at the game beat the player in real yeah. life by destroying the things that they've spent a lot of time and money on well yeah, so was, <laughs> so bad I was squirming like crazy poor yeah fuck well, so anyway, you're, you're the you're the 10th <laughs> best meta breaker in the world top 10 uh, apparently, now if no one knows what uh, Meta Breakers is, Speckles! Uh, thanks for resubscribing, 41 months, Night Haunt rule, but not thanks to the new update, they don't. Just in our hearts. Um, uh, yeah, you're the 10th best Meta Breaker in the world, obviously with Gloom Spike Gits. Uh, that's the cr- That's the thing. Yeah? Uh-huh. And some of those other ones don't count, like uh, Wanderers and Moonclan are in there and Free Peoples and they should all be fucked off. Uh, Richie's the only one who's uh, actually above you with the gits. Uh, but specifically, you've got a crazy win rate. A crazy win, win rate with uh, with Gloomspite gits, apparently in competitive play. Uh, people all around the world want to know, what's your secret? <laughs> so that's the first hot question. Nathan, what's your secret? Uh, listen to what the Gobberpalooza tells you and take their advice seriously. <laughs> That's what they're there for. They're a council of advisors, aren't they? So, yeah. Okay. And that's the, that's your true and honest advice. Yeah. The bad moon spoke to me once. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Nate, the reason you're a meta breaker is because like if, if you don't know what you're doing, then how can your opponents? You know, like it's like it's it, what's his secret? Solid. His secret is that he never has any idea. He's just doing. Yeah, what I don't know what I'm like, doing. Yeah, just and they're doing like, what the bad boon told me to do. How how do you? It's like trying to counter the Tasmanian devil in Looney Tunes. It's just like, what do we do? Like, I don't know. Just let him do his thing and hope that when he finishes, we're not all dead. That's effectively, I assume, what playing you is like. Well, another another <laughs> top stat, thanks to Pete in the chat point now, is Nathan, apparently you finished 100% of your games. Like, as in, no. all of your game turns. <laughs> you finished all your game turns, unlike many of the people uh, who play competitive Age of Sigmar 40k or anything. Uh, you're the only one who gets to turn five. How do you achieve such uh, speed <laughs> when, arguably, I wouldn't describe you as pacey as an individual? I wouldn't describe you as full of energy <laughs> oh, wow cheating you gotta play the game spike gets the way they're meant to be played cheat all the time <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go That's uh, that, if that helps you out Nathan just cheats Sage uh, advice. Yep. Sage advice. Yeah. If you are playing Nathan, he's cheating. Narrative player. You. 
Um, uh, thank you to Pedro Fantastico for resubscribing. He says, I won a game today with Plague Drones while playing Ride of the Valkyries at full volume. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's great. That's great. Um, I would prefer this energy. All right, Nate. Well, I just thought you'd like to to talk about your um, your kind of internet fame. It's on a load of websites, which I won't send you to, so don't worry. Uh, okay, so into the news section of the show, or as we like to call it, oh, thank you to Dawn Shade, by the way, for resubscribing. As we like to... Uh, uh, Dan, you might not have been here for this. Nathan, you might not have been here for this. The news section on the Honest Wargamer on a Monday and a Thursday now is has been renamed to uh, Twitch Chat, if you remember its name. What the fuck is going on today? That's... Oh, no, I was here for that. I was here yeah. for that last week. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we're, 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 so I guess the question is, what the fuck is going on today? Great question. Thanks, Dan, mm. for asking. Uh, mm. General Beef has resubscribed, so thank you to you. Uh, watching while shampooing the pooch, not a euphemism. <laughs> 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 sure. <laughs> That's what the bad man told him to do. <laughs> I mean, we're only we're only 18 minutes into the show, and so far we've heard about uh, a bike uh, a bike mum uh, looking looking for items. Uh, unsuccessfully we've been told to cheat do mushrooms and now to shampoo a pooch okay it's a good start so it's a good show today already uh yeah so what's going on today is we have seen a new sylvaneth model on new model monday uh very exciting a uh, bit polarizing i think the uh the sylvaneth model have you guys seen it nathan have you seen it uh yeah i've 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 not had a good look uh, yeah i've seen it briefly during the course of the day i, I thought it looked all right I don't understand that. How do you not? What do you mean, not a good look? Like, well, I've side not eyed it? And, yeah, no, I just scrolled through the telephone machine yeah. and saw it was there and thought, oh, there's a stick thing, and then carried on scrolling. I didn't like open it up and zoom in on its testicles and stuff. I don't think it has any. Although it I've, kind of has them uh, on his head. It's a weird panoply of oh, like, egg. Yeah, is it, Dan? What do you think? What do you think of it? Uh, I I I love the vast majority of the model. Okay. Um, I the, I think there's going to be some wonderful conversions come out of it. Honestly, I, I if it's a multi kit, if there's two options for this kit, I'll be super stoked because I think, and I'm, I've just got it up here again, and I'm looking at it. I think when you look at like the cloak, the vines with thorns coming out the bottom, the kind of halo behind it. It would be such a cool, imposing model if it had like its arms down and was charging at you or like was everything. But for some reason, when it's playing the flute, if it was half that length, so if you clipped it all off from the where that the second hand is, mm-hmm. I would love it. But it's obscenely oversized and with that horn. For me, all I'm looking at in this model now is the ridiculous length of its horn, <laughs> pun intended. Uh, and so, but I'm losing all of the cool, cool stuff and I have to go back to that. I just, if if I owned this model, I would absolutely clip that, um, the the flute horn thing short. And I think if you, the second you do that, it's a much more imposing model rather than just, it looks kind of hilarious with the the, the top heavy flute. Top heavy flute. Okay, let's see what the guys in the chat are saying because I think that you've said a lot there, Dan, and I'm just going to digest it before I comment mm. um, on uh, the the noise. Uh, Owen in the chat, big shout out to Owen. He says he he feels it might give the army tree animation protocols uh, a, a hilarious mix there. Um, uh, <laughs> I like the flute, but not the alien eggs, says some Norwegian dude. 
Uh, bits of the model I like. Base is 10 out of 10. A, a very, very, very um, textured base. We have seen a lot of uh, kind of comments have been a lot about a lot of the Warhammer models over the past year or so, maybe a couple of years, is they love a good jumping off a rock. Uh, but mm. now we've seen them kind of progress and to see these vines seem to be a part of the base, which is quite fascinating. It seems to be on an oval as well, um, mm. like a cavalry size base or maybe like a Mournfang sized oval, uh, which I think is interesting. Um, a single splash release for Sylvaneth could be quite interesting. We've obviously saw the Warcry, under, not Warcry, sorry, Underworld's Warband as well with some more Sylvan, Sylvaneth uh, models. So... I guess the real question is, is do we think that this is going to be more Sylvaneth or do we think this is going to be tying into like uh, Sylvaneth stuff in Kragnos? That would make sense, right? Like we're going to see inside Kragnos, Sylvaneth, and then we might get some updates for some War Scrolls. Alariel might get better, a whole bunch of stuff. You got any feelings on that? Uh, sorry, I'm just being distracted by the chat. Uh, like, for instance, saying that jazz flute is very imposing uh, and that top-heavy flute is definitely a euphemism. So that got me for a moment there. But I <laughs> I, um, I, don't know, to be honest, because I don't think Sylvaneth was struggling for buff pieces. And, and I think, like, they needed hammers at this point. Like, they, they were kind of in this weird spot. So I don't know if this is going to be the, the model that changes that around, but I think... I'd like to see something bigger for Sylvaneth because since they were first released, we haven't really seen much, if any, expansion to their range. Like one well, winged dude, and that was it. Well, they have they have like a great kind of like set of models. Like if you compare them mm. to like say DOK, they've got Tree Revenant, Spite Revenant. They kind of fit that role of like harpies or witch elves or whatever mm. you want. Dryads, obviously, as your kind of witch elves role as well. You've got like the snake variants in that you've got the bow or the scythe or the sword mm. hunters. You've got a big monster in the Durthu, a bigger monster in Alariel. You've got a big wizard as well, little wizards. Like They've got all the key components, model range, to make quite mm. a wide and dynamic army, uh, but they, they just really haven't. I think that's, uh, that's, that's pretty interesting. Nathan, you got any feelings about what you'd like to see for the Sylvaneth? Uh, well, yeah, I just expect they'll get a bit better. There's quite a they, in the Teclas book, Alariel got to do a little bit of talking to Teclas and sounds like she's getting uh, fired up. So, yeah, hopefully the, that will translate into some rules for, for them, their sticks, and they'll get better. Good. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, perfect. Um, uh, Onia says, what's wrong with simple designs? I feel like if it didn't have the bronze piece on its back, it would be cooler. Um, I got to say, I agree with that. I think the bronze piece at the mm. back is dumb. Like, I get that. Like, there's a lot of showing off. I think being done at the minute. Mm. Croak, this model, quite a few of the other models feel like they're they're kind of like, um, you know, they're they're pushing the boat out quite a lot. And then obviously those kind of elven themes, they seem to have gone for that mm. kind of like, I, I maybe the first Sylvaneth stuff we ever saw, they didn't really know quite what they were gonna how they were gonna make elves or take elves as a design cue in the future. Uh, so mm. maybe this is an evolution of that. Uh, but I think the egg thing is dumb, uh, truthfully, because, mm. uh, like, whatever. Like, it's fine. Well, like, I, uh, I wouldn't I like the mind food. the eggs. I wouldn't mind the eggs if they were on the base and, like, coming out of the vines down there. Why? Why does he grow the eggs up in the sky on a thing that he has to carry on groups a... that are growing out? Anyway, it just... It's on his backpack, I, I think. Uh, yeah. No, it's a competition. Him, them, and the Lumineth are going to see who can carry the most amount of shit above their 
heads. Yeah, I I also I mean, agree. Like, I think it was for me. It's a. It's not that it's bad. It's not that any element of that is bad. But unfortunately, the more shit you put around something, it makes it bigger. But it doesn't make it more impressive because my eye is distracted from more things rather than what should be the, the feature shouldn't be the things crack it or i assume the design of it wasn't that my eye is drawn to the eggs cracking up the top that my eye is drawn to the badass model uh playing aggressive jazz flute at you and i at the moment that's one of the last things i look at i look it up the top and then i look at down the bottom and then i look at the the model in the middle last and i think that that's um yeah that's uh, again just design a little bit of a shame i okay. love it don't get me wrong i love it but it's a bit like, you know, when we were talking about the last week, the Slanesh twins, and one of them has that big fan that's split in two so your attention is drawn to the model in the middle. And the other one is just this total fan all around the outside, which diminishes the model in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I see, I see what you're saying. I mean, there's some really interesting design cues here, which I think are nice. Like, I like the, uh, I like the, the uh, bugs, the bugs on top of it. Um, uh, hello? Are you still there? Yeah. Uh, I like mm -hmm. the bugs because we might get to see more. Uh, you know, some people are saying, oh, maybe that's a little baby Wardroth beetle on these or how they're born. I think that would be quite fun. Uh, also, like, uh, it's nice to see a model represented in the uh, the, the, the song uh, that Alariel puts out there um, because uh, obviously that's a key component that the Soul Pods and a bunch of other stuff, key components of the kind of Silverless story and uh, not really represented in models, which I think mm. is fun. I think one of the other things... Um, uh, that we should talk about, which I, is very exciting, is that Games Workshop seems to be going through a bard phase, and I'm living for it. Sloppity Barpiper gets an upgrade. We get this sweet-ass musician, and I'm living for it. Like, I want to see, you know, a dispossessed with a guitar, maybe some drums. Like, I want to see them really, like, pushing the boat out, and there being more more musicians in the Mortal Realms, because okay. the bard's a cool role. Uh, yeah. This my uh, that you said that my immediate thought is let's put together the Mortal Realms band. So, because go with me on this one, right? We've mm -hmm. got percussion, the War Chanter with his sticks. He's just dun 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 Like you've got percussion. We've now got woodwind. We've got a flutist. We have like uh, I'm just saying that very soon we've got sloppity biopiper. So we've got bagpipes for probably a solo. Um, no, no, not a solo. There'll be more bagpipers. Because there's the squig, squigoda bagpiper as well. Oh. Got a whole flock of bagpipers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, we've got a harp in Slanesh. I'm just waiting. For, I want someone to build them all and paint them in a unified style for like an armies on parade and then just have a crowd of people cheering for them. Uh, and they, they'll have their, their band going on. Um, I do just, can I just quickly jump back into the chat a little while ago? And Please. shout out to uh, to Sir Grail and Lugnuts. Good to see you both back in the chat. Love you, beautiful boys. Um, even if I'm not hearing your aggressive voices screaming in my ear uh, loudly and relentlessly. Um, but, you know, that sometimes loud and relentless can be fun in a digital fashion too. Agreed. And relentlessly, loads of people are subscribing. I want to thank you all. Real Mr. Winters, Desert Sketch. Uh, loads of love to all of you um, for resubscribing. And yes, Meatballs. Uh, it's very nice. I made edit of the model without the bronze egg holder. Can I post an image a link? Sure you can. That's not a, that's not a problem at all. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bard's Return to the Mortal Realms is fun. Uh, and it would be really good if Sylvaneth, if, if Games Workshop recognized the mistake that they made with that Sylvaneth battle tome uh, uh, two years ago now almost. Um, and not the mistake of putting it out uh, accidentally online very quickly before they put it on sale. Uh, the mistake of writing it mainly. Um, so it would be nice to see them like rectify 
that or at least push them in some sort of competitive angle. Obviously, it would be nice with the kind of power level that we've seen Nagash, Archeon, Bellacor kind of pushed into uh, in some ways. Croak, obviously. It would be really fun to see Alario get like a significant upgrade or a huge points decrease. Obviously, zero points for a current war scroll. <laughs> if she gets a better war scroll, then 100 points, something like that. I'm not, I'm not sure. The Tree Lord Ancient is a one cast wizard. I'll never get sick of saying how rubbish that is. Like, that's what do you mean? He's a tree. Trees don't know magic. Yeah, he's the wand that we used to make. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Happen. Like he's he should be whittled <laughs> down and turned into a magician's star. <laughs> he's kindling to make some good dwarven armor. How the hell is like you don't you don't just when was the last time a wizard just threw his wand on the ground and was like do a magic? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The wizard has a staff. It's, the staff doesn't have yeah. a wizard. It's a, yeah, it's a good point. Just, just saying, and yeah. and the only thing that makes him think that is he he is holding a staff, so he clearly thinks he clear like he clearly thinks that that's how it works. He's not realizing that he is now staff inception. He's a staff holding a staff. Okay, well, fine. Uh, no no dramas there then. Um, but yeah, hopefully new silver stuff. That's really fun. Uh, other news is a Warhammer Fest. A uh, pretty lackluster event that me and Nathan have been to a couple of times uh, that happens here in the UK. Uh, remember, we went that one time, we walked around for an hour and we left. <laughs> that was great. It was really fun. Um, Warhammer Fest is back, but it can't be back in person. So it's online. So uh, they're going to do a range cool. of reveals over, I think it's next week, Monday through to Sunday. Uh, which is pretty exciting. Pushing the boat out, doing a so proper it's a five day fest. It's a seven day fest, Nate. Seven day fest. Yeah, oh. one hour a day though. How do you feel about a festival that's seven days but one hour a day? I give you lots of recovery time. You can real go for it for that one hour, like proper. For what did you say? Put all the boats out, all of that sort of stuff. You know, let everything out. Let it all hang loose. And then you can recover for 23 hours because you're going to do it again then. That's how they should do lots of fests, actually, yeah. Can I say something? Dan, as, as also a bar professional, uh, I'd like to point out, one of my ideas at one point was to start a nightclub night, like because that's what I would do. It, but it started at like 7 till 10, right? So that's when you would open. Those are the opening times. Maybe 6, 6 till 10. So you could just finish work, Get hammered, have your kebab and chips, be on the last bus home at 11, still get a good night's sleep. Right? This is the problem. Everyone's like, oh, I can't go out tonight. I'm like, that's because people haven't made the night out for you. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Seven till 10. That's perfect party time. Get a bit of dinner before you start. Do some dancing. Get hammered. Anyway. That's just if anyone wants to start that somewhere in the world. I think that's no, a good absolutely. Idea. After I went when I was at university, all of our parties were you know started at nine. No one showed up till ten. You were you didn't finish up until the sun was coming up, and then you were just a baked potato of a human being for the next day or so. And then as soon as I finished, I was like, anytime I had a party, like even my brother and I, we had a huge uh, 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 beer pong tournament in our backyard. We did it once a year, thirty-eight teams. It was a good time. Um, and so, but we started everything really early because we were like, hey, you're home and in bed by 12. 
good night's sleep, back to work the next day, everyone's a winner. So yeah, I'm I'm about it. I think that uh, that I also I kind of like the way they're doing Warhammer Fest. Just on the back of that little tangent there. Oh yeah. Sure. Um, I because the thing is, whenever it's a a one day thing, <coughs> I can never do that one day. It just never works out, especially with the time difference. And I've always kind of found that. And so I find myself not enthused to catch up because I'm like, I will bugger it. I'm not going to catch up on a whole day of the in, reveals. In, yeah, of the reveals and of the fest and everything like that. Whereas with, the, I'm going to give credit with this, even like I might be able to catch a couple of them live because of the way it works out. And I'm absolutely gonna, cause I only need to be awake for an hour, not a whole day, but catching up on it as well, easy to catch up on an hour a day of what's going on. So I, I'm going to say, I think this is a step in the right direction. Content is going to be interesting though. Cause with an hour, does that mean that they take a ton of really cool content and squeeze it in nice and tight? Or is it because they're light on content? And so it's, you know, when you get like a cheap shitty pizza place that sprinkles the mozzarella really thin, it, mm -hmm. I just, I want, I want this to be a, like a series of very, very dairy heavy one hour reveals and not some stingy little bastards trying to make the cheese go far. So put all of the toppings on one slice. Yeah, basically, yeah. 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 I want a condensed one slice. <laughs> a one but slice it needs to be a, a one slice of pizza that's five inches thick. <laughs> got all of the cheese and the toppings from the rest of the pizza just, <laughs> just piled up on that one slice. And then one of those every day, please. Also, another business idea that I'd sign up for. That's two smashing. Like, that's what you'd have at 10 o'clock when the pubs close. I just found out that the pubs close in Sweden at 8 o'clock. My God. Like what? 20, yeah, 20 hundred. No wonder they're drunk all day. <laughs> that's, that's literally what they said. Uh, <laughs> um, that's, that's insane. Uh, yeah, one hour reveal, six minutes of video, and 45 minutes of that's cool. Says, um, uh, not a lot of people generally impressed with the reveal streams and not a lot of effort put in. However, let's, let's not be those guys. I know it's the honest war gamer, and I know we are smart, analytical, and sometimes we'll call something rubbish when we think it is. But let's give them an opportunity. Dan, Nathan, bit of a prediction from you both Twitch chat as well. This is Warhammer Fest. This is their premium event. This is in the calendar year. They're presenting an hour a day. Do you or do you not, just for a yes or no, think that they will be doing it from their bedrooms or you think they're going to upgrade and do some sort of like cool studio stuff? This is what we're excited about. Dan, what are you feeling? Mm. Uh, I reckon it's going to be a combo. I think we're going to get, and it'll be a stark contrast. Okay. Uh, but, but I genuinely think that uh, I'm, I'm hopeful. I think it's going to be awesome. I think when you're only doing an hour a day, there's a lot less fatigue. It's a lot easier to be like, cool, this is our badass hour. This is how we're putting it together. So I'm crossing my fingers. I'm crossing my 11 toes. I don't have 11 toes, but if you do, that's great. More grip. If you're Australian, it helps you stay on the planet more. Um, I, I reckon it's going to be awesome, and I'm really hoping it's going to be awesome. Um, and I, I will be excited to – honestly, I'll be excited to see it. I'll be really excited to watch it. I think it's going to be fun. So, yeah, I'm I'm keen. I'm, I'm good. Uh, can we – also, I did see someone mention in the chat. I would just like to put out um, – I want to press F to pay respects in advance for the poor mods who are going to have to deal with uh, the Cursed City questions all of uh, all of day one and all of boxed games day like let's be honest that's gonna, they're gonna be like 
ban, 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 ban. Like just they're effectively going to have oh. one button, and it's just they're just going to be like playing the bongos on that They'll button. Just just like, dun, dun, They'll just ban the words. They'll just ban the words. Yeah. Cursed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> but cursed and city. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so if can I just make a can can we maybe suggest something then? Can we yeah. creatively come with, up with a different way to do it? Uh, and 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 also let let's just all be mindful of the fact that the people communicating this are often only communicating the information they're given, and they're just doing their jobs. Whatever the clusterfuck was that happened with that, it wasn't the community presenter's fault. So, so make your ire known at the situation and the decisions, but not at the people. I think, who unfortunately, you, who are you talking to, Dan? Like, none of our guys are doing that. Like, they're like these are smart switched on mofos. They'll come up with like, like what did uh, MJ Pegasus has already said? What the fuck happened to Hexed Metropolis? These guys are thinking outside the box. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is we only tell jokes here. We tweet to save lives, and Hexed we only tell village. jokes. Yeah, Hexed Village. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Okay, everyone, everyone from the Honest Wargamer that wants to ask about Curse City, you have to ask about it using synonyms. Yeah, Vex like Village, just... <laughs> Taboo Town, Taboo Town's very good. Yeah, Hex Hamlet's good. Forlorn Village, I also really like uh <laughs> excuse me games workshop can have some voodoo village <laughs> <laughs> anyway so but I, what's exciting I, I is just... go, on, go on sorry dad i was no, just gonna I'm say just, what's, what's genuinely you go I'm super keen. I'm I'm actually super keen for the reveal, and I am now super keen for the cunning level of honest wargamer <laughs> Twitch chatters in the Twitch chat. Just look, top shelf. I'm almost willing to subscribe again just in so that no I can way will we make an emote that you can use uh, because that would be uh, for Voodoo Village. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can't ban emotes, which is the best bit. Right. Uh, so there's also like a little bit of a banner, which is quite cool at the top to give us some indication for what we might be seeing. Uh, so there's some kind of key takeaways there. Uh, it looks like uh, the banner's quite specific in what's in the back. It looks like there's definitely a city's, uh, uh, sorry, a, a Sigmar hammer. So we might be seeing some Stormcast. There's an Uruk symbol. There's uh, also some Warcry as well. Um, and the Uruk symbol could be the new 40k Orcs, or it could be some uh, of the much rumoured like... Um, uh, 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 orcs for a AOS 3 uh, that's the current rumor for the the starter box uh, is there's also obviously a picture of uh, of dragons and we don't know if that's something to do with of course uh, the grave lords or if that's going to be some sort of flesh eater court stuff which is quite cool so like uh, age of sigma is only going to get the monday and very lovely just before our show so appreciate oh, you nice. uh, yeah nice we will be doing a reveal uh, reaction show every single one of their shows uh, which we've been doing. So if you guys want to tune in with us and do that, then we'll do that. It's going to be good. Uh, we won't be asking about the surreal suburb, though. Or, <laughs> or the doomed domiciles. <laughs> the spooky settlement. <laughs> Terror Town. Um, but some quick kind of guesses at what else is out there. Warhammer 40,000. We know that they're like three or four months behind on Warhammer 40,000 mm. releases. The Drakari stuff we were pretty certain was meant to happen before Christmas. So uh, like we've got Mechanicum, Orcs, uh, Sisters of Battle, uh, pretty certain. So that's three of those. There's a, there's two 40k uh, releases, which I think is quite interesting. I wonder if the, uh, the one on Friday or the one on Tuesday is going to be um, the reveal of their kind of uh, in-house tournament system. 
Um, I, I've talked mm. about this a, a lot before on the 40k show, uh, but they, uh, they, they've either co-opted, uh, bore out, or in some way uh, instilled themselves as the controlling part of like ITC. Um, I'm pretty certain that's a, that's a, a strong rumor at the moment, and I'm wondering if we're going to see through Mike Brandt and that kind of architecture there, uh, if we're going to start to see these kind of pro tours set up uh, over in America. So that'll be one of those kind of interesting things if that's going to fit into those 40ks. Uh, and then also you- the the idea that um, uh, we might be seeing the the boxed heresy game, the plastic Horus Heresy boxed game, uh, might also be something that we're seeing uh, in mm-hmm. that kind of secret Saturday. Have you guys got any thoughts about what the secret thing might be? Uh, they did say in the email it was going to be epic scale. So will Warhammer Epic be coming back? Mm, okay, here's my idea. It's just going to be them dancing. Like, it'll just, because it'll be like, okay, and now we go to our most shocking reveal ever. And it's just all of them, like, just fucking getting down really hard to some kind of, like, techno beats. For an uh, hour. Just an okay. hour of that just that them dancing okay just that's for a whole fine. hour and then and because and every now and then it'll be like wow this person uh is not very good but every now and then one of them will clearly have had professional training and that's going to be epic um so that's 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 my prediction for for saturday the 8th i'll be tuning in for just an hour of dance tutorials okay i'm in for that nathan you got any any feelings what the secret reveal might be <clears throat> so is that <clears throat> that's the epic one so and you're saying epic is this the small scale stuff like little War master scale yeah yeah, yeah little so fellas. so is that what the horus heresy and the old world are going to be all in epic maybe scale? we don't know we don't know no. i'm pretty certain that the the old world stuff there was rumors for strong rumors for a time that it was going to be small guy scale but now i think there might be just regular small guy scale not small small guy scale um uh so i don't think so i think epic because <laughs> epic is going to be epic is small small space guy scale st- scale so you're not mm. a huge fan of that right no what small small <laughs> space guy scale no I, i'm not not a fan of that i, I genuinely know. think they might expand like what they started with titanicus and i believe unless i miss my guess um What's the the flying shooting dogfighty one again? Aeronautica Imperialis. Yeah, I think those are both in the same scale. Correct me if I'm wrong. I might be yes. wrong, but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so my guess is like my serious guess, other than my other serious guess of the dance party, which I really, really hope it is, yeah. um, is that they'll expand on that range because they've effectively already got their flyers, they've already got their titans, and a big part of Epic was your titans. So I don't think it'll be the same tiny scale that Epic was. It'll be this Titanicus reduced scale, and they will expand the range there because they've already built the knights, they've already built the titans, they've already built the flyers. Right, they've already built most of it, so now they've just got to like orchestrate the people in. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think that was obviously also a vehicle for them producing Epic as well, which I think was was quite well done and quite clever. Of those, um, uh, yeah. Okay, so that's the that's the kind of what the hell is going on. Although we're not finished in this section yet, uh, because with talk of reveals, uh, we can't skip. Uh, the rumours that have come out this week. I don't know, uh, Dan, if you call it. One of your uh, fellow Aussie brothers, uh, mm. Smorgan of AOS List Labs. Um, there was, there's, so there's been some speculation on Age of Sigmar 3 for a while. Obviously, the Broken Worlds process, we're pretty certain, was the process through which we were going to see Age of Sigmar 3. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's not really a secret. Plus, we kind of already knew it was coming out because you know people confirmed it, uh, whatever it was, like last year. But that's a, different, that, 
Yeah, that's a, that's a side note. But then since then, we've seen a bunch of different rumor videos, specifically Grimdark Alive, uh, who and uh, and then there was another Australian fella as well, and I don't remember the Australian fella's name. I'm I'm sorry, but that was a couple of months ago. Nathan, I don't know if you saw the Grimdark Live video. He talked about charge reactions, yeah. and then one of the follow up videos was he was saying that he was pretty certain that Age of Sigmar star a three box three box would be Stormcast versus Hobgoblins uh, or, yeah. or Goblin Wolf Riders. Did you happen to catch that? Yeah, I did. Uh, they were talking about uh, mixed green skins or maybe pure goblin-y sort of stuff. When when they were talking about hobgoblins, they were uh, really talking about, from the sounds of the description, was more like the git mob side of what goblins used mm. to be with the wolf riders and stuff. But then towards the end of that, they did bring in that there could be other orcs. So it could be just like more like the traditional mixed orcs and goblins type sort of thing. So, I mean, if if that does come to to pass, that would be very, very nice indeed. Because mm. Destruction really struggled for some love for a while now, right? I just want to thank uh, Pointy-Eared Bowtwanger for gifting a gift subscription <laughs> to the twat. Best, uh, best, twat. best. <laughs> 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 Pointy-Eared Bowtwanger. Wow, this should have amazing. really thought about that. Twitch plus chat, if you bang that together in your head, uh, that makes uh, thank you for gifting it to the twat um also <laughs> i just i just want to say pointy eared bowtwanger top shelf name just absolutely that's like you're in the bar and you're they're like what what whiskey would you like and you're like mm, tell me about your top shelf and they're like it's all of these and you're like yeah but i see a shelf above that and they're like oh that's very dusty it's very fantastic and expensive you're like i want to go there pointy eared bowtwanger tippity top shelf name fantastic <laughs> Really great drink, really great drink. Um, I think one of the things that we might talk about is that Grot Pirates has been suggested as well. Uh, Scottobot, yeah, uh, Grot Air Gunners. Um, obviously, pirates have been the theme for the past year. We're all pretty certain that everything's going to be a pirate all the time. Uh, Nathan, how do you feel about Grot Pirates? I'm in. Let's do it. Army hardies. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> will you uh, confirm or deny whether or not you'll still be cheating with the Grot Pirates like you do with regular Grots? Obviously, I'm a narrative player. <laughs> That's what, if you play Grots, you've got to cheat. Otherwise, you're playing them wrong. <laughs> and then you've also got <laughs> Nick Bottles. There's a lot going yeah. on there with that faction. Yeah, yeah. Nick Bottles and cheat. Easy peasy. Okay, good. All right. So, anyway, to, to crack on with the, uh, the rumors. Um, is uh so we went from like we said grimdark live and all of their stuff um and then there was some there was an australian one as well and i forget which one it was straight through to smorgas video which seemed very clear like it was like he, you know he made the bold claim that he's he's read the rules uh so there, and there was some kind of like key takeaways from that which i thought were pretty fascinating i also know smorgan pretty well I mean, he doesn't seem like the the sort of fella to tell a fib is what i'm mm. gonna say if i was to if i was to bet my house on it if someone held a gun to my head and bet my house on it I'd, I'd, I'd bet that he's telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that house. He loves a good bit of drama and loves a good joke, but at the same time, this there wouldn't. I don't think wouldn't joke about this kind of thing. So I'm, I'm inclined. Or would he to though? Him. That's the danger of Smorgan because he's so ready to tell a joke. Like, so would, would he start a very professional-looking YouTube channel? There are two. There are three rumors. So very quickly, Smorgan's uh, uh, um, uh, uh, channel AOS List Labs started a couple of months ago um, with some very detailed and very well thought out and well produced videos. I thought um, put together quite nicely. Nathan, you seen some of them? You like them? 
Yes, I do. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but, Smorgas never made content before, right? So, is this... There are three options. One, Smorgan is telling the truth. Yeah? Right? Which is where I put my hat. However, number two is that he is pulling the longest joke on his exit from Age of Sigma, uh, or for his like launch of some insane YouTube channel who even knows. Like it's some sort of long con so deep and so funny that we don't even aren't even able to understand. Mm-hmm. Or finally and the most insane one out there that I've read is that he is a Games Workshop plant, specifically <laughs> releasing the information ahead of time for everyone. I, He's a deep cover agent. Okay, those are the those are the three options. I want to know what everyone in the chat thinks. Dan, you know him well. Nathan, you know him well. Like, where are you? Where are you putting your hat in this one, Dan? What are your thoughts? Uh... <clears throat> I'm gonna go with he just wants to watch the world burn. That's, you are putting that's... it. You're put. You're putting it in the greatest troll of all time. Well, no, that's what I want it to be, to be honest. Um, because uh, when when the second general's handbook was coming out, or maybe it was the third, um, second, uh, I was employed by Games Workshop at the time, and constantly people were coming up to me and bothering me about. Uh, when it was coming out, what the leaks were, what the news was, everything like that. And so as a joke, what I did was I took a screenshot from the Warhammer community page that had the cover and then I vinyl printed it and wrapped an old uh, an old copy of the previous General's Handbook and I'd leave it lying around whenever really competitive Age of Sigma players were in the store because they'd and I'd watch them because they'd see it and be like, oh, fuck, that's the new that's the new general's handbook and they're thirsty. They want it. And then they'd go and open it up and realize it was the same one and be like, Oh, (laughs) and that was, that was possibly my proudest moment uh, of all time. And so all I'm saying is that I could recognize, I could recognize that same moment in Smorgan. Yeah. Okay. So desert hack thinks it could be a really elaborate troll. He might be making a documentary about it for Sundance next year. Already my best, best rumor that i've heard owen says he might be kaiser soze jay mantles thinks that he's part he's a plant and leaking info for free testing fascinating um uh what else has he said uh um oh yes mj pegs has pointed out that in fact he has just started a new job a week ago but we don't know what said job is so a lot yeah exactly and he said that was that was in the actual show that he said he, I'm doing a new job, and this is what I found out. I mean, this is what I've heard on the grapevine. So, yeah, yeah. it's a combination of all three, obviously. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Aren't his events called SmorganCon? They are. Wow. Uh, <laughs> him and Eddie Eckle probably... <laughs> So whatever you think, we can't ignore it because it's a video that's got like 4,000 views. It's kind of lit the internet on fire. Some of it makes loads of sense and we should talk about elements of it anyway because those are things that we're already thinking might be happening um, or things that we've kind of seen from other places. So we'll start with the one that seems the most viable because obviously it was already like leaked on another channel or was confirmed or was also part of Smorgan's deep state con- deep state conspiracy. I don't know. Uh, in the, the there are charge reactions. So if uh, Grib.Live was saying that the charge reactions seem to come from some sort of resource mechanic, Smorgan seems to think it comes from some CP. Uh, and those charge reactions were threefold. One, 
uh, standard fight, so like plus one save, basically. Uh, two uh, would be uh, standard shoot, um, which what, but at minus one to hit, that was it. And then three was you would run away d6 inches, uh, which kind of led to some interesting questions I saw asked like, would you be declaring charges in the future? Because currently you don't declare charges, you just roll mm. your dice and go where you want to go, which I think is interesting. Um, I mean, all three of those I love, but I would like to hear what your thoughts are before I kind of tell you mine. Dan, you got any feelings on this? Uh, I I kind of like, I, I've missed charge reactions, honestly. I thought that they were one of the most interesting and kind of tactical elements of old Warhammer, um, like old Warhammer fantasy. I really, I enjoyed them because it was always a toss up. It was like, do you stand and shoot? Uh, because, you know, sometimes you can do the damage that's worthwhile. Sometimes a couple of wounds isn't worth scratch. Uh, running away became a really tactical option for pulling your opponent out of position and leaving them stuck, but at the risk of them rolling a massive charge and just deleting you. Uh, it was really interesting. However, I like the idea that it's a finite resource to use it. Um, whether it's CP, whether it's only you only get one charge reaction a, turn, a, a phase, or whatever it is. If, if it does exist, I would really like it to be a finite resource, I think. That's all. Okay. Nathan, where or you something, Or something, oh. sorry to, to flip side, so or okay, something that on. you can negate as a player. Like, if you charge from within six inches, they don't get a charge reaction because you're so close, it's so fast. I don't know, but um, uh, whatever that is. All right. Nate, where you at? Yeah, I mean, it would definitely make it uh, more interesting. But it'll also make the game longer. I mean, mm. uh, it could it, it could be more tactical and for and so an extra layer that you can use to differentiate between player skill. But it would definitely uh, make the game longer uh, with all of these extractions. But uh, as Dan says, but it would uh, be less of a thing if it was a a finite resource. So yeah. Uh, I would say a plus one to the to it being something that you have to really sacrifice something to be able to do. So yeah. Well, so yeah, if we, those could, we could talk about that, right? Like can be used for something else that's super useful. Then you've got to decide. Well, I can use this command point for this, mm. or I need to save it for doing this. Yeah. Mm. And he was talking about it being some. You generate command points every round. And so you'd be using it in your turn and in their turn, and mm. then they get taken back down to zero. I think that's what I understood he said. Yeah. So uh, if uh, if that's the case, if they're still fairly limited, and then you have to be able to manage I mean, if you blow them all in the first charge phase, and then it's your turn coming up, and then you've got no CP, then, yeah, yeah, that would be interesting to see how... Mm. Well, so I, mean, of, uh, so I think a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, kind of like consternation really came from a couple of factors, and I'd really like to break them down with you guys because I think that they're quite mm. key. A lot of it, like, was said to be a buff to shooting straight off. You know, you look at already if we look at Marathi and those uh, bow bow snakes, uh, being allow allowing them to shoot again is not really mm. fun. <laughs> like they yeah, shoot in their yeah. they shoot in their hero phase, they shoot in their shooting phase, and then you charge them, and then they shoot again. <laughs> they shoot so that, more. Yeah, yeah, they shoot some more. So that that feels like a negative. 
Conversely, though, I feel like some of the shooting units could do with a bit of a positive. Like, they could do with a bit of a bonus. But we'll, we'll go yeah. on to the kind of semantics of that uh, uh, anyway. I think one of the other things that people are talking about, that which feels like an additional nerf uh, to combat, is that if you can run away, if you have that shooting unit, let's say, and you can run away, or if you just have another unit that, you, that they want to charge and you can run away, that really lowers the efficacy of 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 combat units but i would say that nathan's point at the initially is that if it's resource based especially if it's tied to cp mm -hmm. is really really interesting because mm -hmm. it gives you as a player more resource management tools which i think mm -hmm. is great i don't agree it will make games longer because it's maybe one reaction a turn it's not gonna be two how like yes if you're seraphon you have eight billion cp but if you're most people You've got like mm. one CP and that's baked into your list to do a mm. job. You're like, cool, yeah. I'm going to be shooting twice with those. I'm going to be fighting twice with this Ghoul King on Terror guys. I'm going to be whatever I'm going to be in. I need to save that CP for an inspiring presence. So it's not like every army is going to be using these consistently. You might use it once. You might mm. never use it. And D6, the runaway D6 is D6. Yeah. I do D6 damage all the time. And what I mean is, yeah. I do a lot of wands and cry, <laughs> yeah. is what I do. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I think, like, just, like, talking about it as well, and again, not to, to keep harping on old Warhammer Fantasy, but if you chose to run and your opponent could still complete a charge against you after they rolled their dice, your entire unit was destroyed because they were caught and killed while they were fleeing. And uh, the other thing that you could do is, if your first target fled, you could then redirect and charge like using your roll distance into another unit within range. So I'm just thinking that like all of this makes for me the possibility for really engaging tactical gameplay. Like let's say I'm charge I, I'm charging one of your units and they run away and that lets me that gives me an opening to to roll my long bomb charge and I sneak around into the side of a different unit and like suddenly your choice to run has put you in a worse position or anyway I just I see a lot of potential for really interesting play. Um, obviously, yeah, because, again, because you're like you can make if it's CP based, right? Let's mm. say you have three CP somehow, mm. like which already is like, <laughs> let's go trickle down economics. Let's get those. Let's get that gold in my pockets, right? Like let's say you've got three somehow. Yeah, what I'm making three units run D6 away. Okay, that seems pretty productive. But then that mm. means I'm not like, like. I'm not, especially if they reset every round, like Nathan says, mm. if I've got that at the top of the turn somehow, or like yeah. it was my first, I went first, I spent all my CP to do all my actions, somehow I'm still sat on three, like mm. I'm making three units run, I just don't see anyone having three CP, yeah. ever, like to do, unless yeah. it's Seraphon, but they're already jerks anyway, so who gives a fuck, like I just don't see it being that, that much of a big deal, but the standard shoot is more interesting. Mm. Well, they've also... got a standard shoot anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it also it also like you think about armies like grots right like they can generate gloom spike can generate tons of cp in certain lists that they don't need sometimes they do sometimes they don't but all it means that when you're charging grots they can run all the time or they can always fucking shoot their dumb little bows at you or whatever they choose to do and that kind of does i don't know it makes sense i i think it's good i think that the argument that it just makes shooting stronger if you stop and think about it, the, the fact that shooting's quite dominant at the moment isn't shooting across the board. It's a select number of units in a select number of armies. Like, no one is walking around beating the drum and being like, oh my gosh, it's, it's awful. 
crossbowmen in a free cities list are broken. Gosh, I'm sick. Of, I'm sick something? of hearing people complain about dark shards. Actually, I had to block I, a few people exactly on Twitter. Also, I muted them. I, fed up. Can you can you imagine? It's it is ridiculous the fact that we haven't had a stand and shoot reaction. That you have these elves with machine gun crossbows standing there, and something's running towards them. And you could just imagine the guy on the end who's like, "Hey, boss," like we should definitely shoot, right? And he's like, no, 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 it's their turn. He's like, but I, I, I just would like to point out that we have these and where we will stand here and we will wait to see if they make it. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, Connery has pointed out that, of course, it's, a, it's the Sisters of the Watch. This is a generic kind of nerf for them because that's their ability. And I think that's going to be the main issue. But let's talk about shooting very quickly, because I saw, like, the complaints about shooting, I think some of it is very valid. Because if we look at the top armies, and we look at some of the top lists, and I think shooting is generally considered to be uninteractive, or not as interactive as combat. Obviously, ignoring the piling and activation wars, of course. Ignoring all of that. Just take that straight fucking out. And the entire Ineth Deepkin book. Also, that. Just take all of that out, <laughs> And combat is generally more interactive. Yeah. Mm. But again, take all three of those things out. So the past two years, three, three, take three mm. years out. Yeah. And then generally more interactive. Mm. Um, the, we don't have any fucking terrain. Like, that's the end of the conversation. Everyone's like, that guy's, that cunt shot me from over there. It was like, are there any walls? Like, there are no fucking walls. Like, like, the yeah. reason that World War One movies are so horrific is there's some young lad, and he's like, I don't want to go over the top, boss. And he's like, why not? He's like, well, there's no walls to hide behind, boss. It's just a flat land, and he's going <laughs> to shoot me. He'll shoot me, governor. Don't send me over. And that's what it is. It's a flat land. So I would like to see more terrain on boards before I uh, uh, go really... over the top. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that whole thing was over the top. Let's talk about that. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would like to see more of that. But generally, I actually think that all those three of those reactions, especially if they're linked to resources, and if, here's a caveat, and if we don't get loads of CP, if there's not like some big billy bollocks who's like 13 CP a turn, mm. then I think it's good because you are, as a player, using more resource management you're 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 like kind of planning ahead someone in uh, i was in a chat earlier today and someone was like how do you plan turns ahead and i was like what i do is i i, do, I look at my guys army list i think about how they might play and how i might play and then mm. what i do is i put i deploy and i see if i've kind of won that deployment game and then what i try and do is i try and hit their things with the things i want to hit them with and not let their things hit the things i want to hit them with and then in turn two i panic because all of that's gone wrong that's the process yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and that's it is like you sit down and and there, there's that next step where for anyone who's starting out or maybe hasn't played a crazy amount of tournaments, it's where you look at the your opponent's list and you look at the match. And I always ask myself two questions. I ask, how does my opponent win this battle plan? And how does my opponent beat my army? And I try to, like every turn, I try to keep reminding myself of that. Like, because I'm, I'm obviously thinking about how I want to win, but I'm also trying to think about how how my opponent is going to try and, and bust up that for me. And, and that's interesting. I I also just want to touch on something that someone mentioned in the chat, and I want to put it out there. Every single time there's been a new edition or there's been a new uh, General's Handbook or whatever there's been, there are people that freak out about changes because change is scary. Uh, I, remember scary. When, I, I remember when CP were first coming in, 
and Jesus flippity dippity on a bicycle, you would have thought that the sky was falling the way that some people were talking. They were like, it ruined 40K, it'll ruin Age of Sigma, it's the worst thing in the world. And I was like, yeah, okay, just just put your manners back in. There's a good chance that you don't know what it's going to be like because you haven't got the full picture. And well, I would just we say We did, that though. We did. We, they were like, we were like, command point stacking. And we, me and Nathan were doing a show. Yeah. Like, don't do command point yeah. stacking. And then they were like, we were like, don't do it. And then Nathan was like, they won't do it. And then they did it. And then Donald blew up a billion people, plague drones <laughs> to delete the earth. Yeah, it was not a good time. And then they, no, no, no. they fixed it. But they, more to the point, like there's a lot of people freaking out about charge reactions being like it'll ruin everything. And I would say that wait until we see the whole picture and wait until we see it because there things then, are being learnt. Okay, for the rest of this conversation, though, Dan said that there's a pin there. It's done. Also, all That's models it, are beautiful. Exactly pin is done yeah we don't need to say that again exactly. uh, so I, yeah. I ultimately i think charge reactions sound fun so that was grimdark live and then smorgan kind of like confirmed that or put that in there um i think the other thing we he saw he said and this is very controversial so we're gonna have to take this with uh, some sriracha sauce don't know what that is uh that battalions are going away no battalions and I've already talked about this on the show before, so I'll, I'll let you two kind of like stew on what you might think about it. And then I'll kind of say, I said my initial emotional reaction, if that's the case, was upset. Because I like battalions. They're fun. They're narrative. They're themey. They're cool. However, I recognize on a mental level that they, they, they obviously Chain Host and Trogherd are the same quality of battalion, but because they're the same points. So I recognize that, but I think some of the other battalions are not pointed correctly, mm. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Plague Touch Warband is way, <sighs> way too expensive. So um, I think what we could see, I, 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 like a mental level, I think it's better because I think the best version would be that battalions could be really good and pointed really well and make loads of sense. But obviously, I don't think Games Workshop have the ability to do so. Uh, so, uh, Dan, you seem to be firing up. Where, where's your... Oh, feeling? I am. I am. I'm going to channel my my inner Shia LaBeouf and my inner uh, Darth Sidious and just be like, do it. Just do it. Get rid of them. Put all battalions in the bin. They can fuck right off and, and go think about what they've done and it'll make the game so much better. I'm excited for the death of battalions. I hope it's true. Oh, gosh, I hope it's true. Oh, just just burn every battalion page in every book for competitive play. For competitive play. Because at the end of the day, all that battalions do is mean what they should do. What they should do in a perfect world is give people cool ways to put together unique armies with the core of the style of that that uh, sub-faction or that book or that whatever. That's, that's, that's the communism perfect world. In reality, what ends up happening is that you just have the broken strongest battalions that you see every time and you never see any of the others. Uh, and, and that's for me is what it comes down to at the end of the day. I, I, I can't wait for them to go away. I hope they're gone. Uh, Nathan, uh, a lot of people in the chat think you're asleep. So, uh, are you asleep <laughs> or do you have an opinion? Uh, hello? Hello? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah, I mean, um, battalions are a big part of the game now. And so, um taking taking out will obviously just be a big shakeup. So there are gonna be some winners and there's gonna be some losers. Uh like some some armies never go to war without a battalion. 
looking at um, Iron Jaws, for instance. Of course. I don't think I've ever seen an Iron Jaws list without a battalion. If it's not a gore fist or an iron fist or a weird fist or some sort of a fist, <laughs> it's uh, just not there. So, uh, whereas other armies, you uh, very seldom see battalions. So, Gloom Spite players, you occasionally see, oh, I guess, with the new ones that you see that came with the White Dwarfs. Uh, you you see those fairly regularly, and the squig ones. But then your standard sort of grot dudes, quite you very seldom see battalions in there. Mm. Uh, so I, yeah, it's uh, it's just a big shakeup. So there will be some winners and some losers. Uh, but uh, I think they mentioned generic ones or something. Yes, yeah, generic some sort of generic battalion. Uh, which yeah, I think was a, so. An, interesting take which kind of yeah. like if if everyone is able to use them because that yeah. would be what they would be then it brings some armies up like yeah. from from where they like like gits for instance like they have some good battalions but they don't have loads but generally their drops are quite high like seraphon though sadly that means that they might be able to produce some lower drop armies so that's a negative because yeah. one of the advantages of playing at seraphon is that you can drop quite low and like but I would say that ultimately battalions just do a disservice to the rest of the book because some armies are just the battalion or some books are just the mm-hmm. battalion. Yeah. Like that's all they really are. And I think having those battalions really just means that the rest of the stuff, like War Scroll that's already good in a battalion that's good and now you're not choosing anything else. So I think that'll help with the internal parity of different books. And so I think it's a positive. While that means some books might get worse, that means at least... The game designers can be like, okay, this book doesn't work and we can't rescue it with just one battalion. Like, they have mm. to actually make, you know, sub-factions that are good. And ultimately, the War Scrolls are good. I think mm. you could look at the Slangor War Scroll forever. Yeah, something that isn't buffed by anything, doesn't do anything, has no special abilities, doesn't isn't affected by almost any of the kind of, like, sub-faction abilities. is just useless. Like, it's just, like worthless as a war scroll just like the new this new stormcast one for instance that's actually got more utility than the new stormcast one from the bellacourt mm. book but it's still awful but what that means is but what if you could put the slangor in a battalion that gave them plus eight attacks or something then all of a sudden people would be like it's really good like so good this mm. like but it's really the battalion that's lifting them up and if you get the ready battalion then it gives you an opportunity for all the stuff to kind of get written better mm. hopefully that's where I'm yeah at. yeah I, yeah, I, I mean think... they've they've used white dwarf battalions, haven't they, to mm. try and make weaker armies, just as patches sort of thing, to mm. try and make weaker armies better. So uh, obviously they'll have to come up with a different mechanic for doing that sort of a thing. And I think every single player is going to have a battalion they miss somewhere or something that they loved. But I I just. You look at, and I mean, Change Host is an easy but easy example to use and to, to whip at. But when you look at Change Host, that is a book with so much versatility, so many interesting spells, artifacts, units, sub-factions, everything like that. And then Change Host comes along, and the second you read Change Host, you're like, I'm going to do that. And the, the army no longer is about all of that versatility and building your list inside of this book. It's about how do I use Change Host? Like, how do I max out that? And I, I'm excited for them to go away. I think it'll be great. I really hope that that's the truth because I would be, I was shocked when I first heard that rumor and 
I'm now hoping that it's true. Okay, interesting. Nate, are you, are you pro this move or like against this rumor? Like, where are you at? Okay. And also, uh, let me let me be clear. That does remove the Gobapalooza Battalion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the problem with the Gobapalooza Battalion is uh, you've spent all your points on the extra Gobapaloozas. So if you're taking less battalions, you can just take another Gobapalooza of dudes. So... <laughs> Good point. Yeah, 18 yeah, wizards, point. baby. 18 <laughs> wizards. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh, sort of six of one and half a dozen of the other. It's taking with one hand and giving you something else with another hand. So. But they're not they're not balanced, right? When you talk about the ones no, that you're, no, no. you're upset about, you, like if you're a player and you were playing, obviously Chain Chose, uh, like Play Touch Warband is another one. Iron Sky Command, you love a cheeky bit of Iron Sky Command, so you can get that, like, um, or Iron Squadron, Attack Squadron, one of those two if you're playing KO. Um, uh, like, you're you're playing Gore Pilgrims, maybe. Uh, maybe you're playing Mortex Shield Corps, maybe, maybe not, probably not, mm. like, most Iron of the time. Iron Fist, War Fist, all, all of those. the fists. Yeah, all, yeah. So all of the fists, I was about, yeah, about to mention those. Um, like, and some of the new Daughters of King one, which we have, obviously haven't seen much play, but the, the, it's because each one of those is very, very good. Like, mm. but there are like eight other battalions in there which are bad. Like, Thrice yeah, uh, yeah. Befoulement from from Nurgle, of course, uh, is another uh, positive one. Yeah, Squigglelunch. Squigglelunch. Mm. Yeah, I think I'd pro it. I think, like, like I said, my emotional reaction was that I'm against well, it. Yeah, well, it does depend a lot on what the generic ones are like. So if it'll be like three units mm. of battle line and a hero, great. You know. That is a lot mm. of, you know, everybody's got to do that anyway. So, uh, you know, and then it's just what the ability is. And if, the, mm. if that's something that your army can use or, or if, it's, yeah, See, if it's something that's so, redundant. So we were looking I, the at the one... stats today and Prop mm. Joe just pointed out that if we looked at the Slaves to Darkness win rate, uh, and this wasn't with all the data sets, but with quite a few, as soon as you took the Play Touch Battalion out of that, like as in you weren't allowed to include it, their win rate dropped from like mid fifties down to like thirty eight, forty percent. Like it, it got mm. really bad. But the problem is, is the rest of the book suffers because some of those war scrolls are too expensive. Some of those war scrolls mm. aren't good enough. Yeah. And so, what if there's a plague touch war band in the generic one, and everybody gets to take a plague touch war band? There then, you go. Then yeah. what you gonna say? Ha ha ha. I would oh. say, hit me, hit me, daddy, is what I'll say. <laughs> I, I also, I think that, unfortunately, we stepped away from what I think could have been good with uh, with battalions was, do you remember near the start of Age of Sigma when you were locked into a series of choices, but you could choose from the units? So I, I'll just always remember the original Dispossessed one, which was one of each of the characters. So you, you 100% were taking at least one, if not two characters you didn't want to take. And then it was like four units from this selection of two or three units and three units from this selection of units. You never really wanted to fill up your army with that. You had to make some sacrifices to, to do it. But it was really good because you could kind of build your list your way inside of that. Now, again, I know that that would be open for abuse. But can you imagine if there was a battalion for Ideneth that was like, two units of eels or two to one to three units of eels but then one like two to four units of the the freaking eyeless dudes yeah. the thralls sudden and then but but that battalion gave you a really cool buff 
Because for me, with my Dispossessed, I was always like, I really need this buff. It's really awesome. It helps my army play right. However, I'm going to end up spending like a good 200, 300 points on units I don't actually want in my army to get this battalion. And if in a perfect world, that's how it was done, that's how it should work. And I could always build an army to play my way inside of that, but I had to make sacrifices to do it. I guess it's more models in your army as well, which is good for mm. them as a kind of shop gap. I mean, the mm. bit that's a bit sus, the bit that's a bit sus um, uh, is that, of course, they're currently releasing swaths, boxes of um, battalion boxes. So they're writing battalions in the Broken Realm section, mm. um, and then they're selling these battalion boxes. Now, if they have done that, well, I mean, they know that they're planning on taking battalions away uh, or not letting them be a match player, whatever the situation, then, like, that's... Uh, like you end up with some models you like anyway, right? And they'll be like, "Oh, you don't have to play it in match play, but maybe that you maybe you bought it for match play." So I guess there's a percentage of people yeah. who bought it for match play, and there's a percentage mm. of people who didn't. And I guess it really only affects the people who didn't. And it's probably some predatory business practice if the rumor is true. Um, mm -hmm. And if it's not, then like whatever. I mean, people are never going to be pissed that they bought toys, are they? Like you made me buy toys. Damn How you! How very dare you! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh so <laughs> um i mean there's some good savings on those battalion boxes as well so mm. um uh, and symbol points out that impending lack of support has never stopped them from selling something before so yes i don't think that that is un um games workshop selling battalion boxes says ghost Mountain, a month uh months before they remove battalion sounds exactly like something they would do in fact it makes me believe it more okay <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, uh, saying battalions are poorly balanced so we'll get rid of them for once the games which are basically saying we're shit and so let's give up Chris I think that's a super fair point like I said at the top of this conversation the best version is we get battalions and they're pointed right and they make a way mm. to build an army even more interesting I think that's that would be really cool that would be the best version if we don't get that I'd rather they got rid of Changehost and Vanguard Wing and uh, all the mm. other ones that I had to deal with whenever Supreme Cyberites <laughs> What a great interactive combat phase that was. Uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> the other rumours are are ones that I think are super positive. Uh, to hit and to wound capped at minus one, plus one. Huge fan. Nathan, specifically, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone's like, I brought Geminids and I have nets. And you're just like, and you can eat a sack of dicks. <laughs> just fucking eat it up, big boy. I like, I heard that and I was fucking finger gunning outside. Grabbed a small boy outside. I was like, no nets. He was like, get off me, old man. What are you doing? Uh... <laughs> I don't want to go over the top. <laughs> Don't send me up in that Eta Sigma. They've all got guns and no walls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, of course, Ghost Mountain. Thank you. I forgot about that. And, and plus one to save. So a maximum of plus one to save as well, which I think is really interesting. Nathan, how do you feel about capped, uh, capped uh, like to hit to wound and save things? Yeah, obviously it hurts some armies, but I think it makes for a more enjoyable game. Uh, I've Yeah. I mean, I've never... Yeah. I, I, yeah, playing against multiple minuses to hit is is horrible. Uh, Agreed. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to play against the uh, Neferata, and that when uh, when they could make you minus minus three to hit, That's and right. those those were the days when if you couldn't hit, you couldn't hit, 
And yeah, I remember fighting against some armies which I couldn't hit at all. So you'd get to the combat phase and just say, I pile in and I don't roll any dice. You can do your thing. Mm. Yeah, which... Yeah. yeah. Effectively, it, it means that uh, we will no longer have a situation which I like to, to call sucks to suck, which is when you'd rock up and you'd be like, prepare to receive my ultimate death unit. They're buffed to the hell, blah, blah, blah. And then someone was just standing there being like, can't touch this. Do, 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 can't touch this. Do, do, do. And you're like, ah, ah, fuck. And you're like, yeah, so you can't hurt me or do anything or do anything like that. I hope that also includes, like, that's just blanket everything. Save rolls, everything. Like, the your max modifier is plus one or minus one. Uh, I think it's positive. Like, we've seen it in 40k. Mm. Um, I think, ultimately, it makes the math on units a bit easier. It makes a less of, like you both said, those games where you turn up and just something's... Uh, like someone's just removed mm. your ability to play. Like you pay mm. points, and a lot of those minuses, not nets, fuck you, nets. Like were like uh, like are something you have to apply via a spell or maybe even a command ability. Normally, spells uh, were kind of the process, but sometimes they were unit based, and that's nice because then it just kind of like it puts it. I mean, it makes that minus one to wound valuable on geminids. Like, like sorry, minus one attack. Uh, um, valuable on Geminids now, right? That's like, because now you have minus one attack and I make you minus one to hit. So there's a range of debuffs. I think it's a positive change, personally. The the rumor of plus one save only, massive positive. Huge positive. Because already we've seen, now, I'm not, like, racist. But I hate Fire Slayers. Like, because okay. like, I, I just I I, hate I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to let you finish. But the first thing I want to flag is that anyone who starts a sentence with I'm not racist <laughs> is 110% about to say something racist. But I hate like fire slayers. Like, no offense. And you're just like preparing to be offended. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, put my ginger I... mohawk on. <laughs> <laughs> There were so many. <laughs> there were so many people sat at home clenching their asshole and were like, "Uh oh." There's, there's <laughs> the uh, the intern back there in Warhammer uh, Honest Wargamer Studios was standing there next to the big red button that's just <laughs> like delete show and is like, "Uh, uh." Um. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, my uh, the point was is I hate fire slayers. Like I, I've said this time and time again because they look awful and for a bunch of different reasons they're naked dwarfs. It's it's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. But. The point is that already two of these changes um, are huge. No battalions for Fire Slayers. You make Fire Slayers very happy. Why? Your anger makes them happy. (laughs) I mean, something I didn't bring up earlier is if we are in the age of big hats, uh, Dan and Nathan, you know, with all these elves, imagine how big the hats on the Chaos Dwarfs are going to be. They'll be like like dwarf and then 200% more dwarf that's hat. It'll be insane. I, I get it, but Rob, you need to let go of this pretend make-believe faction that you created for yourself. I don't care that you're 3D printing your own army. I don't yeah. care that you've written your own rules. I just let it go. I, I just, think we can all yeah. agree that it's time to move on. Just well, play elves like you want to. No, I'm not. N- n- never. Uh, <laughs> uh, however, like I think that's huge, right? Them not having a two plus, like Prop Joe says in the chat, two plus four plus is big, and also not having Lords of the Lodge, not having Lords of the Lodge is hilarious. Like, 
fuck you in the sea um is what i think i mean like as a, a impartial observer i hope that they survive this coming change mm-hmm. and the people who play them are very happy <laughs> mm-hmm. um the uh wait so what's someone buy one of those armies. You're going to buy one of those armies, are you? <laughs> fire, are fire you? Army. You've got to paint yeah. eight copper palooses. What the f- you're going to be fucking busy, mate. You've got no time. Yeah? <laughs> uh... <laughs> you're going to be batch painting Bogolai. That's what you're going to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I think the plus one save going away. It affects Ideneth Deepkin. Dan, if it helps you, it's going to affect the Liberators. Inside, I just, I just think, uh, like again, buffs like that and and debuffs should be capped, because then what that does is it gives you room to write like, okay, to give an example, uh, my dispossessed army builds a lot into rend, and then I come up against Nighthaunt, which at the time when they were kicking us and taking names. Just complete. I paid points for my rend, and then they were all ethereal, and my entire army was based around it. And I was like, ah, damn, that kind of sucks. But I, I do get it. But then when it's like, cool, I ignore your rend. Also, your multiple minuses to hit. Also, I still get rend against you. Like it just, it started to stack. Where if you can only make someone minus one or plus one to hit or wound, however, that gives you room to create rules that are like opponents only hit this model on a five or a six, or they only hit this model on a six for when you're like, I want this to be really, really hard to hit mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Then you can write those because it's really easy to balance those rules. When you had say netters and really cheap, um, geminids and multiple other cheap ways to get minus one to hit, it's easy to point the nets in the unit of goblins but it's hard to point the nets in the unit of goblins and the combo with the two other minuses ones to hit that are also really cheap. Because at that point, that's not worth 120 points. That's worth 300 points of debuffs. And I think that then you can just go, cool, nets, units, net, like instead of going minus one to hit, you can say in combat, this unit can never be hit on better than a four plus. And so you're like, cool, done. Blanket, easy to rule against. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I think it's great. All across. Nate, you got any other thoughts on these? As is. No. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think in general the capping thing is is good because. Yeah, it takes out the negative play aspect of that. That would be there quite often. So I think yeah, it also I'm, makes. I'm, I'm happy sorry. with that. Yeah, I say it just also makes matchups a little bit cleaner as well. Like if you've got a unit, mm. the worst it's going to do is minus one. Like worse than it like it is pointed at um so yeah I, like personally i think that's positive dan i like your idea of that giving some design space i think that's really interesting as well um uh, but yeah and the cap on pluses to saves i think is really good as well because it means you don't have to introduce loads of mortal wounds it, it like it means you don't have like it, it's just good generally and it makes rend more valuable as well so when they put rend out there that's positive so you know skink priest staffs with that that minus one rend that's it's good for them um, uh, like that, they've got that yeah. minus one rent. <laughs> the uh, uh, I'm not uh, gluttons. I was kind of having a conversation with someone the other day. Gluttons. Uh, do they have any rend on their club attack? No. Negative. Yeah, because they're a terrible war score. Just wanna. That's just for Donal. I want him to know that. Uh, it's just I. I will say that gluttons are one of the most favourite models that I've ever painted. Mm-hmm. I adore them. They're gorgeous. 
And no, I rend wish... on, no rend on that bear trap I'm looking at, Dan. No, and unfortunately, uh, I wish that they did damage to anything other than things with no armor or other than their impact hits when they charge into stuff. Um, but I, I adore gluttons. Painting them is is possibly one of the, the most fun I have ever had painting war dollies. I just wish that they were reflected in-game in that regard. Uh, okay. Oh, what, were the, what were the other rumors? What was that? Was that it? Was it the... Yeah, that's it, right? Wasn't it? Mm. The caps, the battalions, the charge reactions yeah. was yeah. from the video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that was it. Unless, so, unless... Go on. No, I was just going to say, uh, obviously, a lot the fuck has happened today. Because that's an hour and a half of what the fuck has happened today. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So wow. so a lot oh, of Oh, yeah, Diadrine. Oh, no, happened. hold on. Sorry. There was... No, there was also something that... Um, uh, turn three objective. So, yes. If you went second in the priority roll. So priority roll for turn three, Dan. Mm. If you go second, and we don't know how, if it's like CP-based or whatever, if you go second, you're able to burn an objective. Hmm. That's one. So, like, you're able to take an objective away. <laughs> Can you imagine how fucked that is on Knife to the Heart? You're just like... Well, you would assume all new battalions, right? Mm. Uh, not new, battalions. What, uh, scenarios. Scenarios. Yeah. Thank you. Battle plans. There's the B. Oh. Yeah, mm. all new battle plans. You would assume. So, yeah, like, I don't think that we'll see the battal that battle plans stay as they are. Because, of course, they can't already because we're going to be getting 44 by 60 boards. That's, like, a rumor that's so, like, I, like that's all of my chips. That's, like, my first board again, kid that'll never but, happen. Uh, if, if, if I was leaking shit, Rob... I would a hundred percent put in some bullshit just to make pe that so that people will commit too early and think that they're getting ahead of the game, and then it rocks up and it's like, yeah, nah, fuck yeah, got you, mate. And you're like, ah, I just cut the edges off all of my mushrooms and all of my boards, and it turns out they're the same size. <laughs> I'd be yeah, pretty I mean, certain they, that it's going to be smaller. They, like, they can't measure anything anyway, so I wouldn't go too put too much value. <laughs> They can't measure bases. They can't measure. Have we ever had a GHP where they've actually put the objectives and put the actual fucking sizes on them, like ever, or the deployments? Mm. They just can't be asked. Have you ever seen? <laughs> if you ever look over your GHP and look at the deployment zone, you're like, so what range is that, lads? And they're like, we're, we're not telling you. Do some basic math. Work it out. This is the the plug and play part of the book. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, what did Chris say? I'm not keen on the board size change. Well, Chris, it's just going to happen, so I don't think there's much uh, we can say. Uh, Seven of the Great says that's interesting. He used to play Flames of War on the Danish ETC team back in the day, and most missions were one to three objectives where the defender would be able to move objectives during the game, made for some awesome tactical gameplay. I like it. If it's a thing that happens, I like it because I think that gives even more credence to that turn three priority role. And also mm. going second is just better into turn three. So that's a huge positive, I'd mm -hmm. say. Um, yeah. It feels straight off. Don't what, you, what do you think, Dan? I'm, on a, all of the rumors and all the stuff coming out, if, if half of it's true, I'm, really, I'm more excited for this edition than I was for second. Because it's... I and I will always be the uh, a voice saying that every time they release a new GHB, every time they release a new update or an FAQ or an addition, I want them to shake up as much shit as possible because I get excited for a new game. I've played Age of Sigma, and before it, it before it can get stale, before anything else can happen, just shake the shit out of it. Like put the the ants in a little jar, shake them up, 
and then they start going ballistic and you're just like, oh, baby, look at that. As opposed to all of us right now, we're just going like, yes, queen, have more sugar. Uh, so I'm, I'm keen. I really like a lot of the rumors I'm hearing. I'm super excited for them because I think it's going to shake the bejesus out of Age of Sigmar. It's going to be a new competitive scene for War Dollies as well. And I'm, I'm keen. I'm keen. Okay. All right, good. Uh, Nathan, how do you feel about that bit? Yeah, uh, I think since Age of Sigmar, start, they've started with the general handbook, general's handbooks and the additions. I think it's it feels like it's got better. I mean, it's got sometimes it's probably got a bit complicated and a bit bloated, but hopefully with this reset, uh, they'll they'll have a chance to mm. uh, tie, tidy it up a bit, and then uh, it'll start doing the same thing again i guess so yeah i'm just looking forward to playing the game i i, I kind of feel it's a bit of a shame with the last handbook because not really been able to play it that much but mm. on the table but yeah i mean i just want to play games on the table and if if it means age of sigma 3 is coming then it, it's always fun to be able to unpick a a new rule set isn't it mm. and there's some excitement in that and so yeah I, i'm looking I forward to it definitely definitely yeah i don't I, I was just... i was much more worried going into age of sigmar 2 because like if these rumors are the case like if these rumors are the situation then i was like they're more positive i'm like a joyous happy bunny compared to going into aos 2 where a lot of the like don't think aos 2 was free summoning they were like, previously you have to pay points for this, but now this is just all free. And like it was like one command ability on one unit, and now it was like just dish them out for days, go crazy. Like there were some like pretty big changes which weren't like I, I don't think hugely positive, um, and I still don't think that they are necessarily. I think maybe because they've over these three years they've rained summoning in, so like maybe it's all right now, I guess. But I probably would still like to see it fuck you off into the sea, uh, like. Like three years later, I'm not 100 percent certain. Nate, what do you reckon? Mm. Like three years in, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think uh, summoning armies play um, play the long game really strong, mm. and so you have to hit them hard. Um, and quite often, you'll see summoning armies are quite small when they start. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, sometimes when it gets to that point, and you're looking at your army of iron jaws, and they've just been taken off the board and then the army that's across to you is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger mm. you're like oh i don't know if this is right but then you've got the points on the board so yeah, yeah. but it just seems a weird way to win the game really i i always i always liked the original seraphon summoning mechanic where they had to sacrifice spells to summon because i thought that that was a great trade-off between being like, okay, well, if I want to generate this, I have to sacrifice something that my army wants to do. I thought it, I, I dug it. I thought it was really good. Um, it was, uh, and then when it get you get to things like Zinch, really annoys me. Where it's like, how do they get summoning points by casting spells? 
Don't they want to cast spells and do it all the time anyway? <laughs> yes. So sorry, they're getting more benefits to cast and forecasting. And someone's like, absolutely. Like, you're not good at this, are you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think there's still a great conversation yeah. around summoning. But I mean, because it's not in 40k, which I think is interesting. But like Nate says, I think tempo, armies that have a different tempo, they can kind of say, look, we're going to put some, uh, you're going to put some like front loaded damage in early on with this army so you're like a very fast paced like mm-hmm. turns one to three army and some other armies are going to take it try and generate that summoning like dan said and in uh, mm-hmm. their turns they're three to five armies and i guess the real point is you know if they can get that balance right there's a real kind of conversation about how both players have played into that kind of turn three mid-game sort of play which i think mm-hmm. is fascinating does that happen great question who knows yeah i um, mean yeah it does lead to one-sided games because if if the the army that has no summoning gets into the smaller army and can take them off the board first turn, then it just feels like, oh, well, that wasn't much of a game. Whereas, conversely, if they don't get into them and then suddenly they're fighting an army that's like six times the size of what it was when they started, mm. and then they feel, well, that wasn't very really much of a game there as well. So mm. it can, yeah. It can lead to some, but then it can lead to some good games, which turn out to be pretty tight. So yeah, yeah, no, agreed, agreed. It's I think, just like... adding added an extra layer, and it's whether you think that they can manage to balance that layer. Sometimes mm. you wonder. Yeah, fair point. Uh, I just want to say, uh, a pure blood in the chat has asked a question. Uh, I crashed out the hobby in Games Workshop in general around two years ago. Now I'm. Uh, about to be driving, uh, I could justify visiting the club properly. Uh, price point is one of my main factors now, and unit count both being low relative to Games Workshop. That is, any recommendations? My recommendation was, of course, the Beast Claw Raider Start Collecting mm-hmm. Box. Don't think that yep. at this point there's anything more fun uh, that you can put together. Nathan, you got any mm. vibes? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah, obviously it's mm-hmm. a good, a good cheap army. I think uh, the new. Um, some of those new battalion boxes are quite good. So if you like dwarves, then the KO box looks quite good. Or the uh, if you like dinosaurs, the Seraphon box looks super good. So yeah, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the, some of the box deals are pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, I'd yeah. be a little bit cautious. I think on the Seraphon front. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I'd be cautious about going up to AOS three really. No, I just mean just, for yeah, purchasing for happening. purchasing any models because I feel like I feel like with a croak. There's some idea of what their new range. Might. We've also seen a mm. Saurus for the uh, and a Skink, haven't we, for the Underworld's Warband. Mm. So I feel like there's at least someone having a conversation with someone about what new Seraphon might look mm. like. And um, anyway, so that could be. Yeah, I've, I'm just quickly skipping through and having a look and having a think about everything. And honestly, the the two that immediately popped to head, mind for me are that Beast Claw Raider because you can you buy that twice. And you've got the the foundations of your army. You buy that three times. You've got the majority of your army, and you can have multiple different characters on multiple different big beasties. And you love the dudes on the the bottom bit there. The only other one that maybe jumps out is uh, potentially Maggotkin of Nurgle because you can do the um, uh, Blight King kind of Lord of Afflictions Pascoil Blight Lords build. However, there are no cheap boxes for them, so you'll be buying expensive boxes every single time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think if price, it would be it would be beast mm. all day. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, okay. All right. Well, that's uh, um, 
I think that's that's the what's going on, what the hell's going on. But I think all generally mm. positives, I would say. Yeah. A lot the hell's going on this week, and it's a good week for a lot the hell to be going on in. I'm I'm digging it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nathan, you got any final thoughts on anything we talked about? No, well, yeah, I'm just interested to see because he's gonna. He said he was gonna possibly do some more videos, so just interested to see what Let's what else go. he's got his grabby mitts on. I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. So exciting times. Uh, I'm looking forward to most of this. I think, mm. um, uh, and I'm on, I'm on the hype train. Uh, my my number one takeaway is terrain. That's all mm. I want. I want terrain. Priority role to stay terrain to be sorted out i think everything else i'm chill with um uh, but all these things sound super positive uh mm. okay so looking at broken realms bellicor we already looked at bellicor and leading the first prince last week dan you've been reading the story mm. right yeah i've been i've been uh going through and having a peek at all the story and things like that okay and you're enjoying it so far digging it really digging it um I think I was, I've said before, like to a couple of other people, I think yourselves is included. I'm so forgetful. Oh my God. All these head injuries are catching up with me. Um, but, uh, I, I love in these books, the broken realm books and a lot of them, I love the story. I love the background. I love all of it because it's usually really tightly designed into the game and the world development. I dig reading the books because then you get stories that are individual and independent of all that. But it's really, I find really well written, especially reading Bellacore. I'm loving it because as it's developing the the heroes, the villains, the armies and the story of the, the realms, I'm also then excited to play that story it, because rather than, you know, some of the books that are like, they did this. And I'm like, cool, two models and a thingy. That's a, a different game for me. So yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm loving it. I would, I, again, I, I just wish that they would release a book that's just the fiction for all of these because that would be a rad book. Yeah, agreed. Because we don't mm. need the rules because that will change. Uh, Nathan, <laughs> uh, have you caught up on any of the narrative? I have, yep. So uh, not to give away too many spoilers. Yeah, it's great. I, I've enjoyed it. I've, I've uh, uh, sort of listened to a couple of podcasts that have got the like a summary but i'm reading through it as well in the bellicor one and i've read through all the other ones um techless and marathi and yeah it's pretty good it's just not a lot of destruction stuff in any of them though so next one let's <laughs> come hope. on you bastards let's go uh, i kind of want to do a, i kind of want to do a show that we obviously can't stream but where we just we could record it maybe for patreon or something where uh you two just get really drunk and talk me through the story um, I would be really keen for that show. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, Drunk Hammer. Like yeah. just, I that would be fun. And yeah. you know what the best part would be is that I would, I'd do my research. Like I'd read it through a number of times. I'd like be like, okay, cool. These are the salient points. This is the story. I'm clear because I want to give Drunk Dan as much opportunity to get it right. <laughs> like I'd be like, that, that would be, that. yeah. That'd be entertaining. Uh, that'd be fun. That'd be a Let's good challenge. Sign me up. Nathan, you signed up for it? Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Perfect. Any, I'll leave any, the show uh... by asking questions and then watch what happens. That's a show coming soon. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So we talked about Velocor. We talked about the uh, absolutely 11 out of 10 Stormcast hero. So good. 
his war scroll absolutely flawless in all ways uh so next up we'll talk about nighthorn nighthorn uh, just to give an overview for people who might be new and who aren't aware nighthorn generally struggled over the past three years since their release uh, they weren't released with sub factions so that was difficult for them they were generally overpriced and all of their units this is very important worked better in an army where you could bring all of those units back for a cp that was pretty key uh, they then got an update about two years ago where you were able to take them in Legion of Grief. So effectively it was Nighthaunt, but still Legions of Nagash. You just didn't mm. take a Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon who was ethereal. That was your kind of like, that was the difference mm. really. Um, and we saw that used to some effect, like some tournaments were won. Um, mm. uh, like, so that was interesting. Um, uh, and then since then, they've, uh, they've got, uh, what's the word? What's, like, they've got better narratively is what they've got they've done they're, they're, they're <laughs> strong more narrative yeah yep. and really good in the painting meta excellent painting army uh is what they want um so yeah there's a and also a big shout out to speckles we'll see in the chat who uh, picked up three black coaches uh so they do they do the work uh which i think is interesting <laughs> three black coaches Jeez. speckles on a real stonk game there he's like Oh my god, if this pulls off, no one's going to be ahead of me at this particular point. No one has three black coaches. Uh, okay, so what they did was uh, they had a bunch of War Scroll Battalions, and they have effectively made them sub-factions. So like we saw with the Nurgle book and Wrath of the Ever-Chosen, uh, they got a bunch of sub-factions. And here, Nighthaunt finally have got some sub-factions. Sub-factions are really a way to pick up the power level of most armies. Uh, and they've mm. done this here. So I'm going to read through them, and I'm going to ask you two what you think of them. So the first one is Emerald Host, yeah? Um, and uh, the Emerald Curse, so this is their ability. After armies set up before the first hero round, hero, battle round begins, sorry, you can pick one enemy hero for the duration of the battle round, subtract one from save rolls for attacks that target that hero. Ooh. Mm. It's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. pretty good. Uh, it's like it's like minus one damage or a free teleport like it's like that it's uh, it's like using two aether quartz to be able to give yourself plus one hit and plus one save it's what it's like uh, depends or, on the army or rend you... on your whole army if you're in siege it's like that almost almost as good as that almost as good as that uh, although it would work quite well on the big threat of the minute Archeon yeah. that bad boy yeah that works well on him that's nice uh, Frostlord and Stonehorn, get rid of a bit of that off him. Uh, take a bin chicken down to a five up save. Dan, I know you'd be mm-hmm. over the moon about that. Stoked, stoked. It's it's useful. It's useful. Uh, it's, it's free. Yeah, yeah. So Nighthorn have got a free new rule. Um, uh, right, so then uh, the uh, Knights of Regret is add one of the attacks characteristic, uh, add one to the attacks characteristic of melee weapons used by Emerald Host hex wraiths units that have made a charge move in the same turn in addition roll a dice before you allocate a wound or more wound to the general if they're within three inches of an emerald host hex wraith unit and on a two plus you must allocate the wound or more wound to that unit instead now this works really well uh really really well with obviously their core allegiance ability that if you mm-hmm. roll a 10 plus to charge then you get to fight again so this is you roll mm-hmm. 10 plus to charge you get plus one attack and then you're fighting twice with plus one attack, that's huge. Mm. So that's brilliant, right? But only on hex wraiths, mm. which aren't generally taken outside of mixed death in one place mm. in one country. Yeah, <laughs> it's that yeah. guy that works for Games Workshop. He's engineered it. You are so right. 
you yep. put the pieces together, like the Da Vinci Code, uh, <laughs> but somehow done by a drunk man from Zimbabwe. I would pay to watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, command trait um, uh, that you can give to your general, which is once per battle, you can use command ability on the general's war scroll without a command point being spent. If the general does not have a command ability on the war scroll, command point trait has no effect. That's that's a real fuck you, isn't it? Like, <laughs> uh, but also that's the la- I'm sorry, like that is the lamest command trait I have ever read. Because usually what happens in these is you get a cool, unique command trait to your sub-faction. That is the laziest one I've seen, where it's just like, oh, you just get one of the ones we already wrote, but, like, for free once. Yeah. That work? That yeah. work, guys? Guys? Yep. Cool. All right, let's go to lunch. <laughs> this this command trait was written two minutes before lunch. That's what happened. They were like, we've got two minutes for a command trait. What do we think? Um, we've come up with this really unique kind of curse thing. We're really focusing on hex wraiths, obviously, like hunting, you know, headless horsemen, hunting the souls of the people. So what should we go with for the, the command trade? Ooh, something that ties really well into that. Now, nah, fuck it, lunch in two. Free thing. Great, done. Moving on. Well, like, and also thank you to Pissball General points out, only the Knight of Shrouds have War Scroll command abilities, so... Um, anyway, anything else? Uh, Tavi Gain wants me to speed through the fuck through this. He said it's fundamentally a lazy sub faction, zero new things. I, like, I, I hear you, Tavi, but we have to go through the process. Like, I can't turn up to the restaurant, and even though there are flies on the burgers and someone throws the food at me, I still have to eat it before I can leave the Yelp review. Damn, I could do a bit, I could go with a burger right now, actually. Oh, Let's man, speed through this. I so love a pizza or a burger. Damn it. Don't talk about it. Anyway. Um, uh, so then the artifact of power plus one attack characteristic of the bearer's sword of stolen hours that is uh, fine so okay we can skip the emerald host they've got an ability that's kind of okay and if you take hex race but sorry can we also talk about the fact that they clearly know you are going to take a knight of shrouds because of how lazy the command trade is that they've artifact locked the item to a knight of shrouds like can we just talk about that like yeah, you're going to have to take one, because otherwise, why the fuck are you taking this? <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, cool. That was when they got back from lunch, and they were like, ah, fuck, did anyone look at how many things have command traits? Yeah, just the Knight of Shrouds. Shit. Okay, well, they're taking one of those then, so let's make an artifact that's one of that. Well, it's because it's really just the battalion turned into uh, a sub-faction is the, mm. the main problem here. Um, uh uh, by the way, why are they called Not Regret Damn Strange? I regret hearing about that subfaction. <laughs> the other thing is about wanting a pizza now is I want a pizza, but I want all of the pizza topping on one slice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yep, that's a good pizza right there. They call yeah, that a callback. It. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, right, so um, Rykonor's Condemned. You can reroll failed hit rolls for attacks made by friendly Rykonor's Condemned. Chain Rasp Horde units and Rykonor's Condemned Glavery Stalker's units while they're within wholly within 15 inches of only um, spirit torments or chain ghasts. In addition, ring the bell. Ooh. I'm going to get, I should get a little bell every time we get in addition. Ding, ding. Um, in addition, each time a friendly Rykonos Condemned Chain Rush Horde unit or Rykonos Condemned Glamoury Stalk unit is affected by the Spectral Law or Temporal Translocation spell cast by the Guardian Souls, you can return D6 slave models to that unit. In addition, any models returned to that unit uh, by the Spectral Lure. So an additional D6 on top. Um, Was that an in addition inside of an in addition? Yeah, yeah. Inside brackets. Oh my. It's, it's, that's, <laughs> so it's, it, we've got in addition Inception. 
Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We've finally uh, done it. We've done th- it. Thank you to the Pissball General who's pointed out that Glaive Race already have reroll hits on their War Scroll. So uh, that doesn't really, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really work on them, but it is a huge positive to those Chainrest Hordes who have a lot of attacks. Let's be clear. There are a lot of attacks on a Chainrest Horde. Mm. So getting rerolls to hit on them is nice. Wow. Thanks to Bobbin for donating £69.69p for the show. That's lovely, you tall Swedish babe. That's very much appreciated. You are lovely. Um, Nathan, I think you have to say, I love Bobbin out loud. That's what he paid for. He said it in the notes. I love Bobbin. (laughs) Bobbin loves me. Let's get Bobbin. (laughs) You and me, babe. You and me, babe. He's fucking massive, apparently. He says he's going to come over to England. I'm honestly terrified. I think he's going to kidnap me back, which I'm fine with, by the way, Bobbin. So Bobbin thanks very much. much. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. super kind. Take of him. You. Yeah. <laughs> Take him. Fuck off. Just because you don't have nets and Geminids now, I know you're fucked. Um, right. I, lo- okay. I also love that he's the 418th Bobbin as well. So, like, there's, there's presumably at least 417 other bobbins there's a bloody queue of them somewhere yeah they're just all lined up ready for rob yeah <laughs> oh god yeah. <laughs> they're gonna take them let's move on let's move on oh thanks to Colleru. <laughs> oh thanks to Colleru for donating seven pound 31 to the show so that it makes sense that we're back to <laughs> Colleru, i understand where you're at and i really i respect and appreciate that for the oh. podcast listeners we have a we have a bar and uh, every time that the Twitch chat can make it either some set, somehow say 69 at any point or 69%, there's sometimes there's some real intense math uh, done to it. Yeah. But yeah. So it's currently that. at 76969. Mm-hmm. It's all going towards, so you know the PTZ cameras we have, the spinny ones? Mm-hmm. So we're saving up for two more, but they cost £1,900 each. So... <laughs> fucking shit it's fucking shit uh but like no, we'll get there one day huh? this is you saying bobbin can do whatever he wants to you for cameras <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> you're, you're two cameras i'll fucking i'll let you i don't know i mean you know like, terms and services of twitch i can't say what i let you do but again i was about to say uh, warhammer tv uh tv intern matt is just sitting there with the cancel button when you're like i'll let him and he's like uh uh <laughs> <laughs> right okay uh, so <laughs> accolade of the grim hailer uh, if Riken or the grim hailer is including your army he is treated as a general in addition to the model is chosen to be an army general so you get two generals and can we talk about this a little bit because one of the nice things about the general is you can do command abilities from 12 as opposed to generic mm. 6 and I think that's a nice little thing that we sometimes don't think about enough and I think that's quite nice mm. especially on a smaller board uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, right. Commandability. You can use this commandability at the start of your movement phase. If you do so, you pick a friendly Chainrest Horde unit or Glaive Stalker unit that's wholly within 12 of a hero from this sub-faction or wholly within 18 inches of the general. And don't forget, there'll be two. Um, add 16 to that unit's move characteristic until the end of that phase, which is actually cool. pretty brilliant because your Chainrest mm. can take this and they can double that up with the Pendant of the Foul Wind, which is an additional mm. plus three. So you've got plus nine inches movement mm. on chain rasp hordes, and that's pretty cool. Like mm. I think, um, and yeah. especially you know if you wanted to be really cheeky and throw in, and they fly, of course. Uh, so if you wanted to throw in a chronomantic cogs and speed up time, you've got a very fast army at this point, uh, which is uh, interesting. Um, but it's only one friendly unit, which is uh, uh, fell wind. It's not a fart rob, is it? Fart wind. What did I say? 
fell is it fell wind fell wind is it f- I don't know which one it is Nathan do you know which one it is pendant of the fell wind is that what it's called I thought it was a pendant of the fell wind oh fart winner okay they're all <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> um <laughs> Um, so yeah like I think that that's a a really 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 great command ability but it's only on one unit unfortunately Mm -hmm. like unfortunately so one unit just flies off on its own basically Mm. yeah so uh, yeah okay and then getting up on objectives well you have to spend that are hard to kill spend a CP Nathan what are you saying for each one yeah it's a command point thing isn't it so you could do it but it would depend on how many command points you had wouldn't it Mm. It would, yeah. Yeah. So you could do it to multiple units. Yeah. One friendly unit. Uh, yeah, you could. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It just means you can't stack them on the same unit. That's all. Yeah, yeah, and you can only do it on chain rafts and stalkers. So yeah. there's that. Uh, the artifact of power is the corpse candle. Once per battle in your hero phase or the combat phase, the bearer can snuff out the corpse candle. If they do so in your hero phase, pick the bearer or one enemy model within 12 inches of them. The model you pick suffers one mortal wound. If the mortal wound was suffered by an enemy model, add one to the bearer's next casting roll. If the mortal wound was suffered to the bearer, add three to their next casting roll. Dan, mm-hmm. I think that the, that artifact of power is up there for... Pretty bad. Uh, but if the bearer snuffs out the corpse candle in the combat phase, pick the bearer or an enemy model within 12 inches of them. The model you picked suffers one mortal wound. If the mortal wound was suffered by the enemy model, add one to hit rolls for attacks made by the bearer in that phase. However, um, if you suffer the mortal wound, you add one to hit and wound rolls for attacks made by the bearer in that phase. Which is mm-hmm. great on a really. Anyway, we'll skip that. And it's uh... fine. No, that like effectively they've just given Reichnor's every turn ability to someone else for once per game. Now, when it's an every turn ability on a support casting hero, cool. When it's a once per game ability on literally anything else in that army, hot piss. <laughs> just uh, also- Reichnor rocked up and he was like. Yes, you will be my general. You will lead my forces into battle. Here, take this. He's like, what's this? He's like, ah, it's an artifact for you. He's like, it's kind of warm. Is it? Is this just a cup of hot piss? And he was like, ha got you. You should see your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Pitchboard General in the chat is pointing out that this model can, the only model that can take this is the Guardian of Souls, and the Guardian of Souls has a max damage output of three. So... <laughs> Uh, shout out to Speckles in the chat who also pointed out that there is no command trait uh, for this sub-faction which does mean you get to choose from the generic ones which is probably better. I think most people would like to see. Mm-hmm. I think like the command traits and the artifacts in the sub-factions are pretty much, you must take them now um, and I think some people would like a little bit more flexibility in their lists but obviously there's not there. Um, and uh, I like uh, attacks to get the general movement bonus. Uh, yeah, I like the movement bonus. And also a big shout out to Velotron. I talked about Ogre Gluttons earlier. Uh, just as a little side note. The uh, Yeah, so I like this one. I think I prefer Raikonaur's Condemned to the uh, Emerald Host. I don't know about you. I like the extra movement on Chain Rafts, which I would take anyway, because I think Chain Rafts are pretty good. Mm. Yep. No, I'm about it. I prefer... I like the, the visual of the Emerald Host. More like the idea of like you being cursed and hex raids hounding you and chasing you down. Doesn't translate to gameplay though. No, it does not. 
It does not. Right, so we're going to talk about now about the Dreadside Haradins and uh, the Krugast the Cruciator. There isn't tons to say about the Haradins, uh, apart from the change points, uh, which is bad, because they weren't good anyway. Uh, so... <laughs> Like, <laughs> uh, but we can, we'll start with Krulgast the Cruciator. Krulgast the Cruciator, if you want. So he's a new character. Um, uh, Krulgast Cruciators were once mortals that met a gruesome end on the torture rack. In death, their bitter souls have been twisted by Nagash into ghastly manifestations of torment, replete with instruments of excruciation, possessed of wicked animus. Yeah. Um, so it's a like, wicked model too. Just want to put that out there. Beautiful model. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's, it's very in keeping with the theme of how, how it's described. Mm. Right? I think it's really good. Mm. So uh, he's got a shooting attack, which is twelve inch range, um, and he's got four attacks: hits on threes, wounds on threes, ren two, which is brilliant, two above a glutton, uh, and only does <laughs> damage one. Um, but it is Dan. Don't laugh. It's phantasmal torture. That's what mm. you've been shot with. Imagine being shot with torture. That's scary, mm. yeah, against the Geneva Convention. Number two, <laughs> Phantasmal. That's against the Ghostbuster Code, yeah? Like, mm. mm-hmm. those are two scary yeah. things. Mm. Uh, Ghostbusters and the Geneva Convention. I wonder if those two things have ever been <laughs> linked in the same sentence before in the history of the universe. <laughs> I'm going to make a joke after the show. <laughs> Not now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and then in close combat, he's got four attacks at one inch range, three threes, rend one, one damage. So it's like, whatever, like eight attacks in total, and it's all got rend, which is nice, and it's all threes, so that's not bad, mm. uh, as it goes. He's obviously ethereal with that four-up save, and six wounds, which is nice, because arguably, because even though there's that six-up DPR, um, I, the ethereal is nice, but mm. like, there's normally enough shots out there that, that the ethereal kind of doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's got imp- empowering excruciation uh, as, it, as his ability, and obviously he flies because he's a nighthorn. If any wounds inflicted by this model's phantasmal torture, so Ghostbusters can even convention, are allocated to an enemy model and not negated, this model becomes empowered until your next shooting phase. Ah, he powers up. The Death of the Spirits battle trait negates wounds allocated to friendly Nighthaunt units wholly within 12 of any empowered cruel gas cruciators on a 5-up instead of a 6. So, mm. they can basically become Hagnar if... They're wholly within 12 inches of one of these guys, and if any wounds were inflicted from the phantasmal torture. So he's got to move 6 inches, shoot, so it's an effective uh, range of 18 inches, and then he um, uh, empowered until Pretty... your next... And you're empowered until your next shooting phase. So that's quite mm. nice. I, I, I really like that. I think it's good. I think it makes him a really tight risk to reward kind of hero. Like he's a, he's a second line support hero clearly, but he still needs to be close for you to get those buffs to the units that he's protecting. I I actually kind of dig on that. I like it. I also like that they gave a buff to his uh, missile weapon, but gave him a reasonable amount of chance to do damage with that missile weapon as well. Like it's not, you know, sometimes they're like, if he does this with his shooting attack, he gets this. And then he only has one attack with his shooting attack. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, so it doesn't, the, the, sorry, the DPR doesn't work against mortal wounds, which is a problem, um, mm. because there's quite a bit of it out there, like, ultimately, and we'll go through. So, yeah, uh, Nathan, what do you think about, uh, him as a kind of buff piece? As a buff piece? Mm. Uh, yeah, he's not, 
It's a bit situational. I wouldn't. Is he a buff piece? It's a yeah, good question. I guess. I think I mean, he's fucking awful. But like, you 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 tell me what you think. I think the buff that he gives is more of a side effect. I don't. Yeah. I'm. He's. Uh, he's got to be. He's not great. <laughs> I don't right. know what else to say. He's just. Can... I mean, okay. It depends how many points he is, but unless he's like sixty points, I don't see why you would take him. <laughs> so Twitch, I'll let you know how many points he is. Uh, uh, give, let me give you an analogy because I think this one will work. Yeah, have you ever been in a working man's club, Dan? I have. Okay, Nathan, you've obviously been in a working man's club. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah, know you go to working you go into a working man's club, which in this situation is the Night Haunt Battle Tome. And then you go up to the person at the counter and you say, Hey, what food are you serving? And then they'll say something like a cheese sandwich. Now you know that is not going to be the best cheese sandwich you've ever had in your life. Like you know categorically it's not going to be great. However, you're hungry and you think, I'll have a cheese sandwich. Like, I know where I'm at. And I think that's what this model is. The Nighthawk Battle Tome is the, is the Working Man's Club. Like, you know you're not going to get something great, but you'd like something else, and you get this model, and you think, Do you know what, I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. Like, in another Battle Tome, like, you'd, you'd throw it in the bin. Like, you wouldn't let this ragamuffin into your high-end restaurant. Not even your high-end restaurant. You wouldn't let him into, like, somewhere that's doing, like, a three-course platter just before, this, like, the shows sort of thing. You know, like, like ten or, for, ten or for two courses at lunch. They wouldn't even let him in. Is what I'm trying to say, uh, but have I taken this too far? Stop me when I finish. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think you've made your opinion very clear. I I actually tend to disagree. I think that okay. I think we're going to. I I am going to. I might be proven wrong. Probably will be. I think we're going to see him uh, change up lists, and I think we're going to see him in lists that do well going forward. Air quotes if uh, they start doing well. Okay. Uh, and Speckles <laughs> has pointed out that he thinks he's better than the Stormcast model, and I'll agree with that. Like because mm. the Stormcast, at least you know, I'd, I'd, they're like a, a Pret a Manger, you know. <laughs> and let's remember as well, if you put him in the Emerald Host, you can use that uh, that uh, sub faction ability to reduce the Stormcast guy's armor save by one, so he can then be a five up save as a Lord <laughs> Celestine. <laughs> I think you should be banned from using analogies when you're talking on the show. You know what I always try and do. There's a moment, there was a moment a couple of years ago when me and Nathan were at CanCon and he went and got hammered by all the Goomboss lads. They all got him I remember super that, drunk. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, he came back in and, like, and I'd been talking an analogy to Clinto and he said this amazing analogy about how analogy shouldn't be used. Something to do with ladders. Do you re- and mm. I try and quote it, but I never know what it... Do you remember what it was? No. Fuck. Yeah. Lost to the sands of time. Best, best thing I ever heard. Then he passed out. It was great. Uh, <laughs> well, all I remember is Nath coming back and be, like, saying something to the effect of like, oh, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of dangerous animals in Australia. The worst <laughs> ones try to get you drunk in a car park. <laughs> two point, two one... leg snakes. That's what you call <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. Two legged snakes. <laughs> they give you beer in a car park or something like that. Uh, so... <laughs> Now, Dan, because we've still got an FAQ to come, and it was pointed out in the chat, Nathan, if this gets changed to a five-up DPR, so it's against mortals as well, hello, Sailor. Like, mm. 
you know, it's still really hard to play for. I still have to do a wound. I still have to be within, wholly within 12. Like, you're asking a lot. Yeah, where like a, a scenario calendar is like, are you within eighteen inches? Because two plus, fuck you. Like, which yeah. is kind of like a there's a there's a real difference in the dynamics between those two. I'm uh, just saying, it, I re- I reckon I reckon there's going to be some play in it. I I might be proven wrong, but I think we're going to see some play in it. What did you compare him to? A calendar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is he the same points? Yeah, is he the same points as a calendar? Oh no, I oh, know he's 120 points. 30 oh. points. 30 points, 20 points cheaper than a Calipar. Yeah. But he's probably more akin to a Shard Speaker who's 150. And he's cheaper than a Shard Speaker because he's clearly the same guy that wrote both War Scrolls. Um, uh, the bin fella. Right, so there's a War Scroll Battalion, uh, which has got Lady Alinda, the Mortark of Grief in it, one Dreadside Haradin unit, and two Mimoran Banshee units, who I really rate. Um, the the Sorrow Morn Choir. Uh, Eternal Man, Handmaidens, Royal Dice, each time you allocate a wound or a mortal wound to Lady Alinda from the Battalion on a 3 plus. Uh, of any other units from the same battalion on a 2 plus you must allocate sorry within 3 inches of any other units on a 2 plus you must allocate that wound or mortal wound to one of those units instead um, uh, and the wound and the mortal wounds that are allocated in this way cannot be negated and then the unrequited queen if this war scroll battalion is included in a nighthorn army Lady Alinda is treated as a general in addition to the model that is chosen to be the general so if you did take the Holomo Choir war scroll battalion and you took it inside Raikonor's Condemned you could have 3 generals and obviously that would be great for putting out that buff of six up dpr i would say that that, that this eternal handmaidens thing is a bit of an issue because um the dreadside haradins and the mineral banshees are fairly expensive models and they're one wound mm-hmm. models who you don't want to take mortal wounds mm. you'd actually so it, prefer to take those wounds on her and the fact that it forces you like it says you must um yeah yeah like it's not an option uh, yeah, it's um uh yeah. I, I would just I would have preferred I would have just preferred it if they'd have just thrown in a cheeky chain rasp unit and it was just like all being like dumped on them. Like I get what it's in there, but like it would just be fun if it was thrown onto like a chaffy unit because you know you do that with dogs. Um, so sorry, like uh, for legions of Nagash, you do that with your necromancy. You do it onto your your doggos. Um, I'm trying to think of other like oh you do it onto your Saurus guard. I suppose your Saurus guard aren't very expensive, but your Saurus guard. Well, I saw his guard at like 10 wounds, basically extra mm. for Croak, which is <laughs> great. Um, you do it on the, the Blade Lords and Numeneth. Mm. Yeah, so that's the, 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 the they only use. It's Temple Guard. The I've same seen so guard, many people painting up Blade Lords, and I just. Am I like missing a trick? Because I can't Because they look cool. Oh. <clears throat> okay. Stupid but... hats. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, it's worse than Dolores Guard uh, Battalion because it doesn't include any battle line and the shrugged off wounds can't be negated with death saves, says Pistol General. And I think I agree with that as well. So, generally, overall, so that's everything for Nighthaunt. How do we all feel about that? How do we feel about the the upgrade side grade for the these guys, including the new character? Nathan, give us your heads up. It's very narrative. Yeah. Good, uh, Dan. Uh, I like it. I think it's it's not necessarily going to put them up into the top tiers. Uh, however, it's a little bit more flex- flexibility, a little bit more interesting stuff. I just think if you're already a Night Haunt player or someone who was tempted to get into them, it's going to be it's going to shake it up a little bit and give you some more options. And I don't think that's ever a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like 
Uh, I mean, there's loads of words you could use to describe it, but I guess, like Valatron said, it's better than a kick in the teeth. We're on the positive train, mm-hmm. so it's better than not anything, I guess, uh, is, mm-hmm. the, yeah. is the point. Or it's yeah. better than more, more shit for Lumineth, who already have enough shit. <laughs> yeah, if, if I were a, a Nighthorn player, I'd be f- fairly happy because, you know, it's not like they've made the army worse, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and but if I you're a Nighthorn player, you're you're in the working man's club with a pint of bitter that's too warm, and you've already got black lung. Like you, like anything <laughs> is better. Like like everything, every time there's an improvement, you're like, this is great. Like this is someone will open the curtains and sunlight they'll come in and they'll be like, oh fucking hell, this is good. So generally, an upgrade. I, think I, yeah, it, yeah. I really wish you had remembered that ana- that argument I had against analogies, and then maybe you might not. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fine. <laughs> fine, if you don't want to talk. I think it's a good way to communicate. Um, <laughs> so I love them. I, I'm never going to stop. You can hate on them all you like. I'm going to always do them. Yeah, they're the best way to communicate, I think. Uh, okay, right. So, Carriage and Overlords. Um, it's like you've got a cheese sandwich balance on a set of ladders in a working man's clothing. <laughs> you say the word ladders a lot, Nate. <laughs> uh, uh, right, anyway, so Carriage Overlords, they've got an upgrade here in Guild Triumphs. Mm. So they've got these uh, Guild Triumphs. So uh, if you have a Carriage Overlords army, when you pick a Triumph, you can choose from the Triumphs in the following tables in addition to any other Triumphs you can choose from. Maybe an indication that we're going to lose Triumphs in Age of Sigmar 3. This would be a good place to then put Triumphs so that if they invalidate them, they don't have to do a Day 1 FAQ, which I think is good. Uh, right, so guild to the Aether Chemists Guild. Overcharged Aetheric Augmentation. Once per battle, before a friendly Aether Chemist uses their Aetheric Augmentation ability, you can say that this is overcharged. If you do so, you can instead pick one friendly Skyfarer's unit, wholly within 18 inches of that model, and if that model has a Chemist Supreme Command trait, you can instead pick two friendly Skyfarer's units, wholly within 18 inches of that model. In both cases, the ability can be used even if the Aether Chemist is part of a garrison, but only Skyfire's units that are part of the same garrison as the Aether Chemist. What I really love is when they put a rule in relating to another rule and they don't tell me on what page in which book it is. That's the best. That's just so class. They're like, oh, hey, my head hurts. there's this thing somewhere. Go find it. Maybe you can use two of it. Who knows? Also open two books. Nathan, do you know what this means? And do you want to tell us? Uh, it just means you can use your Aether Chemist thing twice, can't you? So, etheric... On a, on a garrison. If yeah, but... Garrison. No, from a garrison. It uh, means you can so use it's... it from inside the boat, is the point. Yeah. Because the, ga- the yeah, boat's a garrison. Or augmentation, but normally you can only do it on one unit. And it uh, cannot be used by... An Aether Chemist that is part of a garrison or on a unit that's in a garrison. So, yeah. So, it gets around the garrisoning thing a bit, which is cool. And you can do it on two units. Once per battle. Yeah. But, yeah. So, it's... And you have to spend your Aether Quartz to do it. Your Aether Gold. And you can only do it on two units if your command trait was already Chemist Supreme. So, if you already made the ridiculous choice to make your Aether Chemist your general. There you go. There you go. So, I, so lot. Go on, Dan. Effectively, this could have been. T- I feel like, and maybe it's because they've written it this way to try and make it real. No one rules lawyer it. You could have just said, once per battle, uh, a unit 
using the Aether blah blah ability may use it on a garrison that they are uh, uh, like from the, a garrison or on a unit garrisoned in the same piece of terrain as them. Surely that would have been clearer than this entire thing being like this ability and this person and this one, if you've got this person can be used in this circumstance, but twice in this circumstance, but can be used on yourself or someone else from a garrison in a garrison garrison. Well, the real question is, is, is like, if the aether chemist is inside garrison, like, is Gary not going to be mad? Hmm. Yeah, he shouldn't be inside his son at all, uh, depending on, I mean, I guess it's more of an issue of whether Gary's aware or not. Like, I think it's more that he'd just be disappointed that his son didn't trust him enough to let him know that there was someone special in his life. <laughs> right, large caliber augmentation is another one from the Aether uh, Chemist Guild. Okay, yeah. You call so it, it doesn't... Fucking hell. It's, Go on, yeah, it's... so... So all it does is it extends the range to 18 inches. And lets you do it from inside a garrison, which the current rule doesn't say you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Um, which it always seemed ridiculous to me that he's he could be in a garrison with a bunch of guys, and he's like, hey, I can make your guns better, but I won't. And they're like, why? Because I'm inside. It's an outside trick. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I'm not going to do it. Why? Too too many doors. Got to be can't outside. I need room to stretch my arms and flail them a bit. And I can't do that while I'm inside. <laughs> like, what if we were upstairs on the deck of a boat that's flying? Can't do it. Why? Not outside enough. Yeah, you got to be really outside. You got to. So you just got to vibe with the nature, right? Anyway, mm-hmm. large caliber, caliber augmentation. What's for battle when a friendly sky vessel that has an aether chemist that is garrisoned? Is, is Garrison, so inside Gary's son, is picked to shoot, you can say that they will perform large caliber augmentation. If you do so... <laughs> Sorry. It's inside, inside Gary's son and then a large caliber augmentation. This is my my sleep-deprived mind. Just Hold on, Dan. Like You just brought something up, and Owen's brought it up in the chat as well. I think it's worth discussing. The most sophisticated engineering in the mortal realms only works indoors. Nathan, you work with a lot of tradesmen. I bet half of them wouldn't work outside on a rainy day. Tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They won't. Some of them. If it's raining. Some of them will. Some of them won't. How do you feel about the ones that won't? Uh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> anyway, if you do so, pick one missile weapon that the Sky Vessel is armed with. You can reroll wound rolls of one for attacks made by that weapon until the end of that phase. What an underwhelming ability! But quite nice on, let's say, the like on one of the big one of the big guns. Who knows? Um, yeah, but I'm just other abilities clearly like reroll ones to hit for all weapons. So this is large caliber augmentation. It's like we're making it better but it's not quite as good as our other natural, easier, not once per battle abilities. Mm-hmm. Piss off. In the bin. <laughs> in the bin. Okay, right. Good. So then the next one, uh, th- so these are the two triumphs for the Guild Triumphs Nav League. Focus Aether Sight once per battle before a friendly Aetheric Navigator 
Oh, isn't that right? Navigator attempts to dispel an endless spell or unbind a spell. You can say that they will focus their aether sight. If you do so, you can re-roll the dispelling roll or unbinding roll. Pretty good. Almost as good as re-roll saves. Then ride the. Don't forget though. Like what's going to happen is clearly all of the triumphs are going to go away. So these are all KO are going to be left with with their aether quartz reserve, and that's going to be pretty important. So. Nate, you're not happy about that. <laughs> yeah, if that happens, then KO will be a very sad place. Mm-hmm. If this is all they're left with, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So then, Ride the Storm, once per battle before a friendly Aetheric Navigator that is in the Sky Vessel Gar- in Gary's Sun, uses their Aether Storm ability. You can say that they will ride the storm. If you do so, add D6 inches to that Sky Vessel's move characteristic until the end of that turn, and you can re-roll, run, and charge rolls for that sky vessels until the end of that turn as well. So a very fast sky vessel that can teleport. Wait, it can already teleport, can't it? Yeah. But this is a way of moving it fast instead. Yeah. This this would be Some, for... sometimes you don't want to teleport, so yeah. Fair. This would, would be say? if you're maybe capturing objective or if you were hammer boat. So if you were a boat full of combat stuff that you really wanted it to get into its charge, maybe? Uh um one of the things that came up earlier, or not earlier, one of the things that came up when we did the Carriage and Overlords review, obviously, uh, Nathan uh, went to town on the fact that uh, you could put a load of admirals inside. Was it? It's inside of a frigate, right? And then it's able to be a hammer boat. Mm. Yeah, we ran yeah, the number. Yeah, a frigate or a, uh, one of the gun haulers with the special yeah. compartments. Yeah. yeah. We actually ran the we actually ran the numbers on the stats because the stats team working really hard at the moment to fill in all the stats. So so far, uh, Dan, since uh, since the KO book came out to now, mm. uh, guess how many instances of that particular build we've seen? Zero. Nailed it. Absolutely. <laughs> <fine. laughs> Zero. Well, say, they've been waiting. <laughs> they've been waiting. What's the for point of the TTS? Store. <laughs> they have been waiting for ride the storm, and now it's here. Here we go. An extra D6 inch move uh, is going to be the one. <laughs> and reroll charge rolls, which you could already get for a CP. Moving on. Uh, I mean, you can, but it's if you do so, it's uh, oh, it's that friendly ones. Oh yeah, but you also reroll the roll run as well. So reroll the reroll the run in addition to reroll the charge. Can't run and charge. Uh. <laughs> okay. Apparently, in Northern Ireland, uh, Dave Kane has actually done that the hand boat thing. Nathan, I apologise. There's won a couple Good of man. events with it. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Good. Um, won the, the whole event with it. I just want Pete to know that, that, that the, the honesty there ruined my joke. So. <laughs> Good on it. you, Pete. And Go on, Pete. Dave. <laughs> Dave Kane. Right, so the Engineers Guild, once per battle, so the Gaffer's Motivation, this is another one, once per battle in your hero phase, you can pick one friendly Endrin Master and say that they will motivate their apprentices. Uh, I'm you... I'm very uncomfortable with the fact that they didn't need to do this. The sentence worked fine without that. They didn't need to put the quotation marks around motivate. That's true. Like that, that is... was unnecessary. <laughs> that was really because un... the sentence works fine and say that they will motivate their apprentices. We get it. They intentionally wanted us to think that he's doing something he shouldn't be doing to them. That is true, Dan. You're 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 a scriptwriter. What would be the purpose of? including motivate in brackets inside making it sexual is that genuinely (laughs) like well no think about it you could if you were to leave them out right 
yeah. then it could be bribery, it could be aggression, it could be anything. When you do motivate, that's effectively like like sarcasm or winking at you. So it's based like I he's like freaking unplugging some little gap in his suit and unzipping another one in theirs and doing something they're either about or not about to get I just I have a lot of problems with those quotation marks. They are unnecessary. Wow. That's, no, I agree. Now you're looking at it, it's blatant, isn't it? That's that's big. Well, that's uh, that's very interesting. Um, okay. Uh, well, so if you do, let's see if this motivates us, shall we? Uh, like to be inspired. If they do so, that engine master can use their by grungy. I have my eye on you, commandability. That's a bit on the nose. I have my eye on you after motivating them. Anyway, oh. commandability without a command point being spent. And you can add one to the number of wounds healed by the Endrin Riggers unit. Nathan, how do you feel about this ability? Does it motivate you? Uh, no. I mean, it's... it's uh, so it saves you a command point to heal up your boats. It's all right. It's not... I mean, yeah. I guess that's something to sp- to spend his gold on. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. In the hero phase. You don't always spend gold in the hero phase, so yeah. All Gives right. you a chance to spend some gold in the hero phase, if you like that sort of thing. <laughs> You're motivated to do so. Uh, right. So then the next one. Is this guy drunk at this point? The next one's called <laughs> Blow the Magazine. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if we've just reached a certain time in the night, but no, this is uh this is they, they, like genuinely uh like large caliber augmentation, ride the storm, motivate, blow the magazine. No, I think you can make I think you can make anything if you air quote anything, cheese sandwich. I think you can make anything sexual if you really try hard enough. So like yeah, blow isn't in quotes, so it's just blow the no. magazine. And it's once per battle. When this is why, when we raid other channels uh, that are into Warhammer, they say that we are uh, what was the word? Not family friendly. I was like, we make families. That's what we do. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Once per battle, when a friendly sky vessel. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read it. I don't want to read. Do they use dwar dildos? Okay. Okay. Yeah, or anything else? Are they the euphemism overlords? I'm, zipped. I'm, zi- I'm turning my microphone off until you finish this exp- explanation to give it a chance to come out normally. Okay. <laughs> anyway, once per battle, when a friendly sky vessel that has an engine master in a garrison, that, sorry, in its garrison is destroyed, okay, before you roll to see if that model in its garrison is slain, you can say that the engine master will blow the magazine. If you do so, roll a dice. On a one, nothing happens. On a two to three, the enemy unit within three inches of the sky vessel suffers one mortal wound. On a four to five, the enemy unit within three inches of that sky vessel suffers D3 mortal wounds. And on a six, <coughs> each enemy unit within three inches of that vessel suffers D6 mortal wounds. Then roll to see if the garrison models are slain, set up survivors, and remove the sky vessel from play, as described from the flying transport rules. That's great. That's a great one. That is actually cool, but for what I assume the amount of the magazine in one of those gigantic ships is, it's an underwhelming amount of damage for the ship exploding. No, because it, it, if it explodes on a six, it goes nuts. So really, mm-hmm. what you're getting is you're getting like some other cool stuff, 
like mm. like like if it doesn't explode on a big six but you're basically just being like let's go big six and you can like throw it in as a as a nuke right you couldn't even throw like yeah. some of the little cheap boats in and try and roll, roll see, a six on purpose what i would prefer is if it was like all models in the garrison are slain but you roll 2d6 and every enemy unit within 2d6 takes d6 mortal wounds like that for me is like an otherworldly like explosion going off okay all right yeah like I like it personally. I think that was a cool one of all of them. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, it's all right. Again, something else to spend your gold on if you want to spend gold. I mean, it means you've got to lose a boat, which is not very Dwarden-y of you. You don't fucking go around losing boats all over the place. So, yeah. No. Don't want to be in that situation in the first place. That's true. No, that's a lot of gold you've lost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, okay, you're assuming. You're... Your boat is within three inches of enemy models. Well, if you've lost it, then you've probably lost it in combat. But as it doesn't say any in the combat phase, no, just when it's destroyed. Hmm. But they'd have yeah. to be within three anyway, so. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, so those are all of the uh, those are all of the new cool abilities that you get. Um, they're fairly unmemorable, I would argue. But if they're all that Ko get left with, um, uh, I think that's interesting. Uh, right, so then Drogon's Aether Runners uh, is the War Scroll Battalion. So this is one Endrian Master with a dirigible suit, Drongon Humbloodson. Um, try it, Dan, three times fast. Uh, Drongon Humbloodson. Drongon Humbloodson. Drongon Humbloodson. Jesus, no, I can't. I can't even get it right once. Nathan, got one one go at it? Drongon Humbloodson. <laughs> Drongon Humbloodson. Humboldson. Uh, Humboldson. Treat, treat yourself to a cons- a crisp consonant like a T or a K. Jesus, Drongon. <laughs> Why did they put the N on the end? Why couldn't he just be Drongo, Humboldson? <laughs> I think that's one of Daenerys's dragons, so he couldn't do that. Uh, right, all units from this uh, battalion uh, must have the Barrack Ziflin keyword. Drongo. <laughs> the master with the original suit for this battalion is a unique named character called Drongo. Perfect. Drongo. Um, no so artifact two... for you, Drongo. <laughs> no, <laughs> you fucking Drongo. <laughs> you dickhead. But I'm unique. You are not. You're just like everyone else, except you get less fun toys to play with. Piss off. You Drongo. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, right, so the fastest fleet, fastest vessels in the fleet ability, which is what you get for the War Scroll Battalion, is add three inches to the move characteristic of units in this battalion, which is two units of Endrin Riggers or Sky Wardens and uh, Drongo Humblebudson. That's pretty uh, so cool. Add, yeah, add three yeah, inches to the movement. Good. In addition, at, in addition, let's go, at Ring the Bell, yeah. um, in addition, at the start of the movement phase for each unit in this battalion, you can pick one friendly Sky Vessel. That is within three inches of that unit. You cannot pick the same sky vessel more than once in the same phase. Add three inches to the move characteristic of that sky vessel as well. So that can go super fast. So, this is actually yeah. a badass uh, battalion if your sky vessels couldn't just fly off the board and land back wherever they want. Uh, I mean, but if you add it with what we saw mm. earlier, like three inches mm. plus D6 plus run and charge, very fast. Yeah. I did, and the faster movement on the engine triggers and the Sky Wardens for me is awesome for getting them into combat, capturing objectives. I, I, I actually genuinely really Where like. Where's the run this and charge coming from? 
Oh, it's not. I was just hoping oh, it's not in there. Uh, Sorry, I just was, I was just strong, strong guy. <laughs> strong guy, Rob Lutzer. Right. Okay. So, uh, how do you, I think it's. I, I'm with you, Dan. Uh, but you do have to take it in Zifflin. How <laughs> you do have to? Oh no, <laughs> the most <laughs> taken. Oh no. Um, so, <laughs> so oh. then they've got so in Bellacore. Uh, so Ko, what do you think of the Ko updates generally, Nate? Yeah, they're all right. I mean, as yeah, it's just free triumphs. I I guess you don't often spend triumphs on your chemists and navigators and engine riggers because mainly you're saving them for your your dudes that are actually doing things. So uh, your boats and your your gunmen. So yeah, uh, so it's just free rules really for them. So which is fair enough, but. Yeah, as long as if they do whittle off the triumphs and that's all you're left with, then fucking hell, they're mm. right up a drongo's butthole. But um... <laughs> you don't think this will motivate them? Drongo's <laughs> uh, butthole. So um, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. they do rock around with uh, big old anal beads on their backs, helping them to float. So. Mm. I mean, I, I, not what I thought it was, but that's changed my mind. Right, so uh, uh, the Bound and the Spells, uh, Lacquan the Soul Seeker, Soul Screen Bridge, uh, Bound Horogast, and then the Shards of Valagar. So these are the these four and the spell that came out with um, the, the update. Uh, what was it called at this point? Oh, God knows, whatever. Um, but the yeah, that update where we saw those four and the spells come out, there are now Bound versions for Seraphon. We're not going to read them. Because I think bound spells should be banned when they're ten points more than normal spells. I think they're dumb, and I've not even given them the time of day. End end mm. convo full stop dot com forward slash. Um, yeah. Right. So then uh, they're very strong, aren't they? Plus ten points is mm. insane. Like mm. it's the whole you put end the spells in to kind of have a conversation about the priority role, and then you're like, no, for ten points you can ignore that. It's just dumb. Mm. Um, uh, so. They have a War Scroll Battalion, though, which is called the Celestial Stampede, which is one Stegodon with Skink Chief. Uh, he's called Star Warden Ikto. It's one Engine of the Gods, or Stegodon, and then it's one Bastilodon. And the Stegodon with the Skink Chief in this battalion is a unique named character, and all units in this battalion must have the Thunder Lizard keyword, which obviously they would anyway if you're taking Stegodon. So obviously mm-hmm. they're going to get plus one wound um, uh, to their wound characteristic. So their abilities are Ancient uh, Talipatok. Star Warden Ikto has the Prime Warbeast command trait from Battletome Seraphon, even if he is not your general, which is fine, uh, because mm-hmm. that basically like gives, that. Him a, that gives him a command trait, right? Mm, um, free command trait. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> the, the Lance of Cosmic Power. <laughs> Once, not in brackets. Once per no. battle at the start of your shooting phase, you can say that this battalion is going to shoot a Lance of Cosmic Power. If you do so, you cannot make uh, cosmic engine rolls for units from this battalion in that phase, and you cannot use the trove of the old one technology command ability in that phase. So you so once per battle ability only, and you give up being able to do the engine of the gods and also the trove of the old one technology command mm-hmm. ability from uh, the guy. Instead, pick one enemy unit within 24 inches of the Star Warden, Ixacto, and roll one dice for each engine of the gods from this battalion that's within 24 inches of that enemy. So, I pick the character and engine of the gods. You can only have one engine of the gods in your army. So, mm. that's important. 
Um, so it's only going to be plus one. W roll one dice for each enemy of the gods. So that'll be one uh, within range of the 20 points uh, of that enemy unit. Bastilodon. Sorry, what? And two dice for the Bastilodon. And yes, and two dice for the uh. Bastilodon. So three dice in total, uh, armed with a solar engine from this battalion, and that is within 24 inches of the enemy unit. For each two plus, the enemy suffers D3 mortal wounds. So it's an ability for once per game get three units within 24 inches in the start of the shooting phase, which is pretty broad. It's nice. Yeah, pretty and easy. And then you roll three yeah. dice, on a two plus, you do D3 mortal wounds. So you're probably doing, like, you're, on average, you're probably doing six mortal wounds there. Yeah. Uh, you six, do six mortal six, wounds six once eight, per yeah. game. Can Ikro, Ikto, whatever his name is, can he also be riding on an engine of the gods? Uh, so he's a Stegodon with Skink Chief. No, because a Stegodon nah. with Skink Chief is a war scroll. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know what? Like, given that it gives you an extra command trait and a battalion artifact, all of that, honestly, not that bad. Uh, I think it's terrible. Mm? Because, like, you're not taking Engine of the Gods anyway, because no one ever does in any of the lists mm -hmm. ever for a thousand years. Like, mm -hmm. long, may, long may that never continue. Uh, <laughs> Stegodon with Skink Chief does see play, and sometimes you'll see, like, Mass Stegodons. There are some fun builds with Mass Stegodons uh, with mm. a bunch of bows. It's really it's really dumb, but it's really, really fun as well. Um, and the Stegodon with Skink Chief also got a great command ability for plus one attack, which is super cool. So you see that used sometimes as well, especially on the Skink keyword. Um, and the Basinodon is also something you see as well, uh, but you don't, you normally will just be like, well, if I, like, you could just pay half you could just have another Bastilodon who will do yeah. over the course of five turns, not for the same price because it's obviously less, but you're paying for half a Bastilodon mm. and you're getting rid of the engine of the gods. So basically, you get rid of the engine of the gods, you keep the Bastilodon and you get rid of the battalion, you're spending those points on another Bastilodon and that's going to do on average more damage over the course and I don't have to give up rolling on the engine of the gods, give up rolling, uh, getting that command ability as well. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I hear that you're saying it's rubbish, but Rob, it's sold out on Games Workshop Web Store. So obviously everyone's going to be taking it because everyone's bought it. I mean, it's three cool models, man. The Stegodons are super cool. Bastilodon with Solar Engine looks great. like, And it's cheaper. So I would like, obviously, it's a great way to pick it up. But it's a terrible battalion. Like, it's really poor. Doesn't do anything for your army. Doesn't do anything for a competitive build. Like, it's just bad. Like, all the way around bad. Um, but it doesn't mean it's not got great models inside of it, Dan, like, as we know. Nathan, you got <laughs> any thoughts on the battalion? Yeah, so, so how many points is it, sorry? I don't know. One something. Uh, like yeah. I, wouldn't I, mean, I wouldn't take you if it was ten points. Yeah. It's so-so. But everyone knows that uh, Seraphon struggled to do mortal wounds, so this ability to do some more is going to help them out quite greatly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a there is like a conversation where you do like Comet's Call, Celestial Deliverance, and then you throw in this, and then you just like nuke a thing. But it's like mm. you're just making your army worse. Um, mm. Oh, we, we, we've been going this long, so we should we should we should call what should you call it? Okay, uh, it's been a long one, so we'll just quickly bang through the uh, Artsan's Blazing Cavalcade, which is a Zinch War Scroll Battalion. Uh, it's one feats, fate skimmer, herald of Zinch on a burning chariot. He's Artsan the Immolator, who's obviously a unique character. Then one to three horrors of Zinch units with a combined model count of no more than 30 models. You cannot do any more than that. Um, so 30 pink horrors. Uh, right, so <laughs> yeah, like, what else are you going to take? Ah, uh, yeah, we'll start with Brims. We'll just go with Brims. Let's do start that. Start with Brims. Like, 
Well, I mean, yeah. you could, if you wanted to make it cheap, right, and go for two battalions. Yeah. Now, uh, Gleeful Immolation is add one to the attack characteristic of melee weapons used by units from this battalion that made a charge move in the same turn. If you intend to complete the reckless abandon agenda from the battle plan, Battle Tome Disciples of Zinch cannot pick units of the battalion to complete that agenda, which obviously would mean that they'd generate, um, uh, they'd be worth more on the objective. So they're not going to be able to do that. Um, uh, or is it Reckless Abandon the plus one attack? Doesn't matter. Either of those two. But they put that in there, which is nice. And plus one attack on Horrors isn't bad, because Pinks have got three shooting attacks um, and only one melee attack, so having two melee attacks is cool. And when you go down to um, uh, Brims, they have three mm. melee attacks. So they could end up having four, so that's quite fun. And I quite like that. Um, uh, but that's only if they charged. And then uh, you've got Opus Infernus. Artisan the Immolator knows the Zinch's Firestorm spell from the Lord of Change in Battle Term Disciples Zinch. In addition, any other spells he knows, you can add plus two to the casting roll when he attempts to cast that spell. So he basically knows an additional spell and he can add plus two to cast when he wants to cast it. So a more reliable way of casting it and plus one attacks on horrors. Mm. And do you know what? I could honestly see this going in an army. I don't think it's great, don't get me wrong, but I would say that one of the ways that we see um, demon heavy builds, or sorry, pink mm -hmm. horror heavy builds do really well is just weight of dice. So just doubling now, their attacks. Now this is Eternal Conflagration, is that the rend one? Yeah, that's the rend on the shooting mm. attack. And it's only on shooting, not the melee? Uh, no, it's, yeah, the rend is only on shooting. Oh, the, okay. They get plus one attack when they charge in melee. Yeah. All right. So it's it's not terrible, but it's kind of fun. Mm. So that's it. That's yeah. It. Um, it's not bad. I mean, if you're going to enjoy it, get out there and do it as fast as you can because Age of Sigmar 3 is going to come and take away battalions. <laughs> I mean, that's true. So jump on it fast and hard because you've got, like, what, three months? Two? We think mm. somewhere between June and July, right? Yeah. So that's uh, that's not long. Okay, However, cool. it is a good box. Like, if you think about it, that box gives you your pinks, your blues, and your brims. You'd only need to buy one more box of blues, and you've got your, your pinks splitting down perfectly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I love pink horrors. I think they're great forever and ever. Okay, that's all of Bellacore done. Um, uh, with Kragnos still in the pipeline, we still got to go back next week to Sloppity Bar Piper. Uh, we haven't even done that. That cheeky fellow's combinations, uh, which would be really fun to kind of explore. Um, and also maybe do some of the narrative from the Broken Realms if uh, if that's mm. something of interest to people. Uh, Nathan and Dan, thanks very much for being on the show with me today. It's been lovely having you on. Always. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go home now to motivate myself uh, for a good evening and a good day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourselves? Uh, have you guys got a good week planned? I am. Uh, I'm taking a few days off because I've earned it and I need it. And my body is uh, rejecting the the little amount of sleep that I've been permitting it to have. So I'm giving it a chance to catch up and get its house in order. <laughs> uh, thanks to everyone who watched the show and motivated themselves during it, like Diadrin. Uh, Nathan, you got any plans this week? Uh, no, I'm just gonna. I've got some more slogging away to do at work, so I'm gonna do that and maybe paint my. Uh, last ale guzzler, and then I'll have three ale guzzlers and a mega. Oh, what, what that'll a be very nice. That yeah. will be very nice. Uh, okay, well, listen, it's been lovely, uh, all of you for tuning in. Don't forget the 40k Jason shows on tomorrow. We're, uh, we're live all week. Uh, do keep your eyes out for announcements from the Honest Wargamer, specifically about you being able to come and play events in the TSN arena. Um, those those events announcements are literally 
like days away if not 24 hours away uh so you guys should be able to do that and also keep your eyes out for super series super series dates are booked in the teams are excited um they're coming up to play uh we've got some great commentary teams coming up uh, to do coverage it's gonna be really fun uh we're getting the band back together because we're on a mission from gas uh, so thanks for uh, tuning in to the Unsmall Gamer. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for being a part of the Patreon. Couldn't live without you. Uh, and thanks for tuning in live Twitch chat. You guys are the best. Uh, Dan, got any final thoughts before we leave? Uh, just oh wait, uh, oh, no, you do final thoughts while I find someone to raid. You continue. Okay, fantastic. Like I was just going to say that uh, I've had to play some games with Stormcast in the oh, Honest yeah. Wargamer, Honest Arts Kicking Co-host Showdown Throwdown, and I just want to say uh, you can all suck it. Uh, to everyone in the Twitch chat, every single time I I play with with the thirty liberators that I've been gifted, I hate my life. Uh, and I I sit there, and the first time I dropped them, I'll have you know, I was like, okay, what's the fastest way I can do this? Dropped them, moved them right out, and I charged them directly into the most deadly elements of my opponent's army. Shabangabang, they were dead inside of a turn. So eat a sack of dicks. I can make liberators die whether I'm <laughs> fighting them or whether I'm playing as them. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Any final thoughts? I'm just trying to find us something to watch. Uh, I've been playing with the uh, with them big rats, helpers, abominations, and things. Been good fun. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. So uh, I managed to play against Chuckle Buddy uh, a week or so ago. Now, last uh, weekend, whatever, a while ago. Now uh, it was great fun. Took forever because fucking computer machines suck. Uh, really badly. Horrible oh, things. I'm sorry, bud. They are rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. Other than that, yeah, I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed actually playing with the rats. So yeah, uh, yeah. Look forward to the next stage because we've made it through to the semi-finals. So. Oh, you have. You have. We'll give you a, a detailed battle report. Um, never, probably, on any of this stuff. <laughs> uh, it's better that you guys, as an audience, hear it half arsed You're like, "What? You guys play games?" Like, yeah, but no one knows where or how. Uh, right. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, the guy who we're going to raid is someone who we raided earlier today, and he is just a barrel of laughs. So we're just going to return for a second raid of the day because he seems mental. He's like Dan on caffeine, so it's going to be really fun. Thanks for tuning in. Love you loads. See you soon.